They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and join me in each of every single week when this computer is not running by a hamster, uh, Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, Sarge? Your, your camera is the a hamster little, died. Yeah, I got a gerbil. Yeah, your gerbil. Well, your camera's a little, a little, you know, stuttery, but it's okay. Uh, on today's show, Sarge. On today's show. Uh, on today's show. We're going to be talking about uh, PlayStation 5 is getting a cloud cloud streaming. We're going to also get a detachable disk drive. We'll talk about that a little bit. King Kong is has a game announcement. Hogwarts Legacy, uh, we're going to talk about the graphic modes that are coming out for that and also the leaked uh, leaked data or from the art book that came out. Talk about the game a little bit. We're going to talk about uh, Monster Hunter, but also the, the, uh, the resolution and stuff that you'll be playing the game at, the specs of that. Uh, big news, Sarge. Big news. Uh, Ubisoft claims that Beyond Good and Evil 2 is still in development. So we're going to talk about that in just a second. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is officially the best-selling game, and we'll tell you what number two and three are. We're going to talk about Scalebound just for a smidgen. We're going to talk about Steam had a couple delays of, 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 uh, of dates for certain games, and we'll tell you why that happened as well. Uh, we're going to talk about Google and NVIDIA concerned about Microsoft's Activision deal. Also, the EU is trying to block or object Microsoft Activision purchase as well. We'll have that little conversation. Uh, on top of that, we're going to talk a little bit about Dungeons & Dragons, about their subscription service, Sarge, and how much they're charging. We're going to talk about Skull & Bones. Not that anyone cares, but we're like, why is Skull & Bones still coming out? We have an article. We have an article that tells you exactly why it's coming out, because they owe someone money, right? That's, that's basically it. Yeah. They owe the government some money. Uh, it's either that they break their legs or they re they release skull and bones. That's that's basically what they're at, what's happening there. We're going to talk about the the breaking news of Microsoft laying off ten thousand people and how it's affecting three four three Bethesda and the coalition as well. Uh, I think that's about it. Oh, a rock star uh, blessed blessed the man had six thousand hours on Stadia. Rest your soul, Stadia. Pour one out for Stadia, guys. It's it's over. It, it died yesterday at twelve o'clock. It was it was done. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, I forgot to tell you, Sarge. I forgot to tell you. I I just thought about it when your computer crashed. Suicide squads had a leaked document as well. Okay, and it proves Ooh. potentially with a grain of salt. It it proves yeah. that it's a games of service game. It's a games of service yep. game. So we'll we'll yep. talk about that as well. So. As always, we always talk about what we've been playing, so let's hit it, what we've been playing. All right, Sarge, what have, uh, what have you been playing this past week? Two things. Two That's things. it. Okay. Two things. Everyone already knows Division Two because okay. you see me on there yeah. every day. 
And then because because of all the turmoil going on with uh, Watsi, Hasbro, and the community, I'm playing Baldur's Gate one all the way through on oh, did you start on, on, on game pass yeah oh nice yeah you, you, you already started playing yeah yeah i already started playing yep yep how's that going back in the day back in the day you surprisingly enough you should play that you could play that multiplayer somebody could play a character in your game can you but you can't do that now i i don't i don't i don't know if you can do it on the xbox i haven't even tried do you, do you want me to download it just but, to see no, no, I don't think you should because you, you'd have to understand how to play the whole game. And that takes at least a few days. And I don't think you have the time, honestly. Okay. So uh, I'll, I'll look into it. I'll look into it. But if if we, if we were going to play a multiplayer game like that, it, it, that's too too far back, man. Well, there's another that'd be like that, 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 That'd be like playing Champions of Norath, if anybody else is in the chat that knows what that game is. Are you, Same type of premise. Are you going to be picking up uh, Monster Hunter Rise is coming out at the end of this month? Actually, it's coming out tomorrow. 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 Yeah, it comes out tomorrow. Uh, not the end of this month. Tomorrow. Are you going to download that and play? I know Brain I know Brain wanted to play, or he's playing. I it. think he, I think he sent me a gift. I saw something in my chat feed on the Xbox. A, a gift. It's free on Game Pass. No, but he sent me something else. I oh. think it's it's something it's something it's not, it's something to do with, it has something like, to do Brain, with, with that game. Stop buying people games that are on Game Pass. <laughs> No, I think I think it has something to do with that game with with that game though. I think it's something else. Yeah, no, Brain Brain Brainchild is is a, is a good friend and he's very generous. He he he's bought he's bought me quite a few games and I feel bad cuz I did play Fallout 76 when he when he gave that he gifted that to me, but I I didn't I didn't play Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I still have it. Uh and then did you gift me Cyberpunk as well? I think you gifted me Cyberpunk as well and I I haven't played that as uh, either. No, no, you didn't. You didn't give me Monster Hunter Iceborne. No, that was that was TNT. That was uh, TNT did that. TNT, right? That's who it was. I don't even. I haven't seen him in since he gifted me that. I forget. I forget who. So uh, I've been playing. I've been really. In, I've been really enjoying uh, Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga at Legos. Right. So. Every every week I've been playing two episodes. A couple weeks ago I played episode one and two, then I played three and four, then I played five and six, or five, and then I played six and seven, right? So I just started and I was dreading I was dreading to play the new sequel trilogy inside Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. Because even when I played with my son, I never got to that that section. I only played the 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 prequels and I played the original. But I never went into so it was like brand new to me. And I actually liked it. It was actually well done boards. Now I I know they had the episode seven years ago. I think it was like 2015, 16 when it came out. And I enjoyed it. How come the chat's not on the screen? How come chat's not here? Chat, where are you? Um <clears throat> so I'm really enjoying the Lego Skywalker saga stuff. Uh let's see here. Um is that the YouTube live chat. There it is. There's chat. Hey, chat. There you are. I see you now. So, <clears throat> yeah. So I'm really enjoying Lego Lego's uh, Star uh, Skywalker Saga. It's, it's a really, really good game. And we started talking the other night of like, what's the next, what's the next brand, Sars, of Lego's game that's coming out? What, which, which one do you think? Krebsy, Krebsy said Transformers, right? I threw out. I said, <laughs> I said Avatar. Mm. I said Avatar is the next Legos mm -hmm. game that they're going to make and, and put out. 
what, what what's your guess? Um, Obviously, we have no idea. This is literally just a guess. Hmm. Hmm. I actually, I I actually think it would be good if they had it like um. Like a, a based on a really popular video game, like maybe like a Cyberpunk. Oh, or like a, oh, a, a Fallout. But they, but they, they would they would cross brand. Didn't somebody make a Legos? A modder made a Legos Fallout game. I think about like three four years ago. I could have sworn I remember showing that on the stream at some point. I th- I think they they created a lego fallout game if i remember if i remember correctly somebody modded or made a fallout game in lego form that would actually be pretty cool i think interesting uh other than the lego game that i've been playing i've been playing battlefield 2042 again and i I, i'm having a lot of fun with that game i'm playing solo all the time because nobody wants to play with me i have no friends uh so i i've been playing the game by myself i I, I can't i can't do it bro sorry it's it's a fun time sorry you you would have a lot of fun um I'm, i'm sure it is there, you can tell the people that are playing now because the game passed. People have been playing long enough, and they're throwing down ammo. They're reviving people. It's actually really hard if you're a medic to try to get the revive revives because everyone's reviving everyone now, right? So, well, it's because that's because anyone can be a medic, right? Okay, this is you know what? I'm not even I'm not even going to start that train. I'm not even I'm not even going to start it. Sarge just just uh, became a member. Thank you, Sarge, for becoming a member. Appreciate that. Uh, I, I was I was a member on Twitch. I had to cancel. <laughs> I had to cancel that. Well, welcome over here to YouTube. Uh, yeah. I I I don't know. I I look. I love Battlefield. I've been playing every single Battlefield. I, minus I, I do too. Minus minus Hardline, even though it's so buttery smooth, Sarge. Hardline buttery smooth. So good. buttery smooth. I can't don't get enough of it. Yeah, buttery smooth. But I actually I, I hate to say this. I'm actually turning the corner here. I'm actually really enjoying Battlefield 2042. But here we are a year and four months after the game came out. And obviously they have a way to go because there's still moments, Sarge, when I shoot somebody. OK, when I shoot somebody and it doesn't hit, it doesn't detect it. I shot someone multiple times, like in the neck, head area. Nothing. Not. I was like, "What?" And the guy just like tapped me. I was like, "Ah." Oh. I've had other times where my gun, like all of a sudden, this is a new glitch I found. Okay, I pull the trigger, no bullets come out, and it's not because I have to reload. It's fully loaded. I pull the trigger, no bullets, nothing. He just, you just stare, you just staring at the guy, pointing a gun at him, but you're not, you're not shooting. I was like, "Oh, this is not good." So. Is your is your latency bad? Is something wrong with your nope, something wrong with your Xbox? Nope, it just happens every once in a while. Just it, it's a thing that happens. It's just it's like one of those Bethesda bugs. You're just like, eh, it's a thing. It just happens, right? It's a thing that happens. Your gun not shooting in a first person shooter. Yeah, That's has, a thing. Has anybody else had that happen to them in Battlefield? If you're playing, right? I am. I am a rock star with iron sights. I had some really good shots the other night. I had some really good shots. I mean, I'm no doctor disrespect or anything like that, but. I put, I, I don't get this, Sarge. I put a scope on. I'm like, take my sweet time. And I'm like, oh, boom. And I miss, right? I bring iron sights up, 300 yards, pow, dead, headshot. I'm like, how do I do it? I don't know. I, I, 
I played so much Battlefield One. I think the I think the hitbox I think the hitbox is broken inside the scope. Maybe, I think maybe. that's what it is. That's it what it sounds be. like to me. It sounds like it sounds like your hitbox is bigger with iron sights than it is well, with, without. I what, think that's just to help I, people I out. I think I think honestly, here's my here's my theory, Sarge. When you look through scopes, there's bullet drop. When you do iron sights, I don't think there's bullet drop. I think it's just straight, just straight shot because they're like, who's going to shoot 300 yards with an iron with iron sights? This guy, this guy right here. This guy, <laughs> who's got two thumbs and can shoot a, with iron sights? Hey, this guy right mm-hmm. here. So yeah, so I'm I'm playing Battlefield, and then the last game I'm playing is Division, and I just leveled up my Stoner in Division Two, and I'm waiting to get the uh, Chameleon up. I have to upgrade it one more time, so. Probably next week, we'll we'll get uh we'll get on to that. So that's uh that's everything I'll be playing. Uh, this week upcoming, we'll be playing Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, we'll also be playing Power Wash Simulator at the end of this month. They're coming out with a Tomb Raider DLC. Sarge, let me let me show you how fun this looks. Okay, I I know I know people think I'm joking here. I am not joking. I am a Power Wash fan. Okay, this is the Tomb Raider DLC that's coming out here. I'm sorry, I'm hearing two different things at the same time. You're saying Power Wash Simulator, yeah. and then you're saying Tomb Raider. That's correct. Is that the same thing? Yes, Power Wash Simulator Tomb Raider DLC. That's correct. I I I don't I don't understand. You're going to Power Wash Ancient Ruins. I don't I'm, I don't understand how that works. I'm Power what are Wash you talking about the mansion that that Laura Croft lives in. It's oh, it's oh, her, it's okay. her it's her museum. Make, right? Right. And everything okay, that she's so, collected. You get to do her car, her ATV, her 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 trailer, her mansion, the stuff yeah, inside being, the mansion. I'm being serious. I'm being I'm being dead serious, Sarge. It's playing it's playing right now on 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 screen. Yeah, I'm being I'm being I dead mean, serious. More more fun. There's the mansion. You're gonna clean the mansion. Okay. I, I don't. There's, I there's don't, the dinosaurs I, and stuff on the inside. I don't. I don't know what you're. I, I don't. I don't know how to feel about that. It just seems. It seems weird. Like, what was the phone call? Did you have to call who? Who makes Tomb Raider? Like, who? I don't know. Did they have to call them and say, "Hey, can we use the likeness of your mansion in our power wash?" Like, what not, is the phone call not, like for that? Not only Sarge is it coming to Game Pass through the DLC, but it's it's coming to PlayStation for the first time and the Nintendo Switch. So now more people will get oh, to enjoy. Power really? Wash Simulator. Everyone's going to be real excited. That's it's ecstatic. This game is you uh, know this game won. This is the number one simulator game last year. More people played this simulator game than any other simulator game that's out there. And yet everyone's house still looks like a pigsty. That's right cuz they were pressure washing. Everyone's com- everyone's completely good playing a cleaning game online simulator. Yeah. But when it comes to taking care of your own 700 square foot block you're out yeah so it's free dlc if you already own if you bought power wash or you played it on game pass it's free dlc right so on game pass it's already free and then this is added on for free and it comes out for playstation so when you if you buy playstation it comes free with it so if you buy the playstation version then it also comes with it the dlc is free regardless so I haven't power washed anything in 15 years. That's what George says. <laughs> I wash myself with the rag on a stick. <laughs> yeah, so Power Wash Simulator coming out at the end of this month. We'll be playing that just, as well. And then it seems strange. 
just three weeks, Sarge. In three weeks, we're going to be playing Hogwarts Legacy, and I'm going to, I'm going to start. Are with we? Yeah. Are, Actually, I'm not going to. I'm not going to start with Hogwarts Legacy. I lied. Are we? We're we're gonna. Yeah, we are. Uh, it's it's official. It's it's out. There's there's, it's it's ready to come out. It's ready to go. They're. It's ready. Ship like, it. like like there's like actual actual commercial that says it's coming out this. Yeah, they day. have they have buses in London right now with advertisements on it that they're. There's like a whole. There's okay, like a so whole. There, all right, I believe I believe you. Yeah, if there, there are there's buses a whole, with a date on it. Yeah, there's a whole campaign and everything. Yeah, there's a whole campaign. There's five buses, one of each house, and then one for the game. And there's a there's a game going on right now. If you could figure out the bus routes or whatever it is, like you get the, someone wins a PlayStation or some crap. I don't know. Figure out the bus. Yeah, routes. Th- something to do with the bus routes. Only people in London get to participate in it. So. Oh well, that sounds fair. Yeah. Well. Where else are you getting double decker buses? Only, I'm, I'm only kidding. I don't care. I think it's awesome that London gets to do a little promotion for their own game. It's fine. George wants care. to know: Can we get a stream of you playing that dress uh, dressed as Laura Croft? No, no, you will not see me dressed up in any way, shape, or form uh, as Laura Croft. Now, Just, you don't have you don't have coochie cutters like that. Now, I'll tell you, you what, though, you don't have those kind of shorts. If you don't, you ever see those that uh, the deep fake stuff? George, that they that they have on the internet right now, like anyone can be anybody. If I can find out a way to get that, I will put myself as Laura Croft on stream. Like it won't be me, but it will be me, right? It's that that VR, like the 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 what, what do they call that? Where the augmented reality? Augmented reality. I forget what it is. Deep fake works. Yeah, is that what it's called? Deep fake works. So. Let's uh let's go to the uh, top story, Sarge. Let's go with the uh, the first top story. All right, first story: uh, PlayStation Five to get cloud streaming functionality and Discord integration with firmware update seven point uh, so the firmware for PlayStation 5 will soon be updated to 7.0, which includes some major new features, according to insider Tom Henderson. The most surprising one is that PlayStation 5 players will be able to stream uh, their PlayStation 5 games instead of downloading them to save space on their hard drive. According to the report, the feature, test under the codename Project uh, Cronus in 2022, will be exclusively available to subscribers of the recently introdu- introduction of PlayStation Plus Premium Tier. There you go. If you're playing for the high-end tier, you can stream your games from the cloud. PlayStation 5 will also finally get a full-fledged Discord integration that was hinted at a long time ago. As some of you may recall, Sony entered into a partnership with Discord back in May of 2021. Now, at PlayStation, it says... uh, I don't actually need to read that. They're basically telling you what they... So while PlayStation Network account integrated launch of early 2022, the voice chat integration with Discord still isn't available though recently expanded into the immense release. Now, Sony will launch the public beta for PlayStation 5 firmware 7.0 in the coming days, according to Tom Henderson. We're going to go right into the next thing for PlayStation. Last week, we talked about commercials. This week, we're talking about hardware. Uh, Leakers reveal more details about rumored new uh, PlayStation 5 uh, model with detachable disc. Oh, you know what? I I forgot the... I forgot, guys. Uh, It's rumored, so by law, we have to do this. By law, we have to play the take it with a grain of salt. You can't you can't just show take stuff because then people be like, I saw it. I saw it. I saw it on, on GXG. He said it was real. So new details have been leaked regarding the next iteration of PlayStation 5. 
which could replace existing SKUs later this year. Now, rumors of the potential large upcoming PlayStation 5 change have been swirling for some time. The new leaks of the subject say that the console could arrive sooner than expected. A new update? The update of PlayStation 5 won't be a PlayStation 5 Pro or a more powerful machine, however, but it does have some key differences that potential PlayStation 5 buyers will want to know about. So the PlayStation 5 is currently available in two different mods or models, sorry. Uh, the standard PlayStation 5 hardware and the digital edition PlayStation 5. The digital edition of PlayStation 5 doesn't feature a disk drive between the two models. Now, there's also th three chassis often referred to as A, B, and C chassis, uh, which alter uh, heat sinks, fans, and even the motherboard. For the latest iteration, basically, Sony has continuously improved the PlayStation 5 design year by year. Now, in September 22... Or 2022, it reported that the insider gamer Tom Henderson claimed that the PlayStation 5 will yet see yet another upgrade in 2023, which is referred to as the D chassis. This version of the PlayStation 5 is described as having almost identical hardware to current PlayStation 5s, but one specific notable change is the new PlayStation 5 won't have a disc base or digital models, instead offering a single model that will optionally include a detachable or portable disc drive to connect via the USB-C port. Uh, back of the console so so if you want to buy a cheaper version of the console with no disk drive and then go out and buy the standalone disk drive to plug into your <laughs> what do you think about this sir <laughs> do, do, do i do i even need to make a comment about that like the way you just read it the whole chat knows what the conversation is like yeah. wtf yeah what are you talking about uh, I look, I'm just reading it. I'm just, I'm just reading it. I know you're not being like, what am I talking about? Yeah. Yeah. They basically are taking away the hard drive or the disc drive so they can sell you a disc drive. I mean, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand. Oh man. So like, like listen, I know <laughs> everyone likes convenience. I get it. Okay. But if I own a console, I want a disk drive. I want to buy a game and put it in the drive. This, I'm this, sorry. This is new, man. This is I'm this, sorry. Even games are not coming out complete, and either are the consoles now. Right, right? now the hardware is not <laughs> complete. Now, now you, the... can, you, you can buy the system, but not the drive. But we'll sell you the drive in case you want. Well, they, well, they want you to go what digital. You, they want you to you go digital. In case I want one. Yeah, they, they want you to go digital. So, so wait, they don't want to they don't want to manufacture the one with the drive anymore. So they want to manufacture one digital type but sell you the drive on the side. That's correct. Yes. Yes. Just GTFO. Because man. this just, this this just pushes GTFO. people this pushes people into the PlayStation Plus service as well. I'm, I'm aware right? how this works. Hence why I just read the other article that said that you get the high level air. If you get, I got to go out and find a PlayStation Five with a drive right now. I got to start looking. Oh Jesus! Save your money and get a computer, would you? I I, I got to start getting one. No, get a computer. Don't don't get a PlayStation Five. Get a computer for the for the uh, sake for the God's for sakes. Five five hundred dollar system is nowhere near a twenty five hundred dollar system. It's two different things. Twenty five. You can get an eleven hundred dollar computer. My yeah, shit's six it, it would be a paper rock. Fine. It'd be a paper. It'd be a paperweight. A paperweight. What are you talking about? Chat. Tell him he doesn't have to spend two twenty five hundred dollars. I mean, obviously you could. But all right, so you gotta get, you gotta get a computer. You gotta get a real computer, bro. All right, the next story, Sarge. Next story. 
A new King Kong game. I have a question. What was the first King Kong? I, I was going to say, when was the last King Kong game? I, I, there wasn't I, one. Maybe there was. Maybe there was a... Was there a standalone no. like movie King Kong? I, I don't know. No. no. I'm, I'm going to have to look. I'm going to have to look. I don't know why you're bothering. There wasn't look. a King Kong There's, there's got to be a there King Kong been, game. There might have been a game. There might have been a game that related to King Kong, but not a King Kong game. Let's see. King Kong game came out for... Uh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah it, yep. No, it, it totally came out. Yeah, what year? Was I still in college? Uh, King Kong game. Well, I have I have footage here. So let me, let me go to Google. Yeah, King Kong game release. We got uh, 2005 King Kong. Video game. <laughs> we have uh, we have Skull Island. Uh, we have we have a couple. Let's see, King Kong game. All King Kong games. Peter Jackson's King Kong official game of the movie that it was 2005. Um, I I think that's it. PlayStation Two was the last was the last game to come out. Looks it looks it looks pretty good. So yeah, so there's a new King Kong game coming out, Sarge. New King Kong game. Um, let me let me read it to you. So the new King Kong game, uh, the new King Kong game is in the works. King Kong is one of the most iconic characters in fiction. The character made his debut on the big screen in 1933 and has been a pop culture staple ever since. Now, however, he will return to our console soon. A reported licensing magazine, DeVito uh, Artworks, has partnered up with the Game Mill Entertainment, Nickelodeon's all-star brawler, uh, to produce a new King Kong game and for a variety of platforms. As of right now, we don't know much else about it. We don't know the genre or the exact platform or even when it's released. But rest assured, King Kong is coming. So there you rest go. Rest assured. Yeah, rest assured. rest assured. Rest assured. In 2023, a game that comes out literally like tomorrow could be like, we, we're delaying because we're switching engines. But rest assured, King Kong is coming. You heard it here second. All right, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I, I loved the Godzilla movies when I was growing up as a kid. Okay? I loved them. Like love them like I love them oh, like I loved yeah. wrestling. We used to watch. Right? Yeah, we used to love watching those things. Yeah. So for me, if you were to come out with a really good fighting game, they have one, right? And I'm not talking about King of Monsters, which was decent at the time. It was decent at the There's time. Another King one. Of Monsters, there was another one that just came out like two years ago. But if it was more of a a, a more fluid combat system with the monsters and you actually like rampage, but the better version, let's put it that way. Like rampage, but a better version. Right. Uh, I think that that would be an amazing game because I know how many monsters there are. And that would give you a nice long time of campaign going through cities and fighting guys and unlocking guys. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. No. I think I think that would be if, if it was done at least halfway decent. I, I would actually purchase that. I think I like I love Godzilla game, this but a King Kong game. I mean, if you if you're just trying to make a King Kong game and and at the end he's climbing a building and you have to stay up there for as long as possible, like Last Man Standing, like well, no. well they're making you another have... they're making another King Kong Godzilla movie, so I would assume maybe perhaps it runs out after that because I think that comes out next year. I think it comes out next year. Or does it come out this year? I forget what it when it, when it comes out. Yeah, there was there was a this is this is a a fact that a lot of people don't know about. But King Kong versus Godzilla had two movies named the same because the American version King Kong wins, and in the Japanese version Godzilla wins. Mm. Who, who who do you like better, King Kong or Godzilla? 
Uh, are we talking about the old school version or like the new school version? I mean, just in general, just what do you like better? Godzilla I mean, or King Kong? I, I've, I've always been a Godzilla guy. Yeah, yeah I, I like yeah. Godzilla. I, I never liked the Godzilla from the Matthew Broderick version of that, of that Godzilla when that movie came out. But I like the new one, what they have going on now. One of, like, one of my student projects when I was in film school was that we had to build. So we, we decided and we made the, we made the Godzilla costume ourselves. OK, so we made a Godzilla costume and we made a seven foot tall skyscraper building with collapsible shelves like inside with furniture and stuff inside there. And Godzilla could punch the side of the building and it would crumble. And then the inside would show with the rebarb and everything. And I had to do this for a student project. We had two weeks to do it, two weeks to build a costume. We had to do all the latex and everything like that. And, and we had to put like one of the kids inside the thing and then it's smashing the building. It was really cool. I, and everyone loved it because all of us were like, oh, my God, we get to make Godzilla. It was it was it was pretty cool. I, I, I don't know if I if I could find it. If I find it, I'll show it to you guys one day on, on stream. It's, it's really bad, but it's, it's like 20 years old. It's like 21 years old. Uh, I'm confused, Lurker. When you say the best Godzilla movies, you can see the zipper. Don't you mean? <laughs> don't you mean the worst ones, or, or do you mean like the best, like the best movie looking there is? You still see the zipper. I'm confused by that statement. How, how, okay, Lurker. How old were you when you noticed the zipper? Because no kid in the world, nobody's looking for a is, zipper. Goes, I see the zipper. Like Come nobody, on, right? So you were like on, older. Lurker. You're like sitting back, kicking back drinking a beer and you're like like that scene uh with with uh, leonardo dicaprio where he's he's got the the cigarette he's pointing at the screen he's like like pointing at the thing like he knows he's like ah, there's the zipper there's the zipper he figured it out <laughs> yeah was that was that uh was that the stock uh wall street wolves of uh, wall street wasn't it i i loved i loved uh, we're getting on the tangent here. just get, get us back on the road i'm gonna say this last thing i loved the mothra of worm guy and the spider battle the web the tag team. that the the web that they used was like the silly, the string, silly string of yeah. the 70s. Like I don't know what that stuff was, but it was amazing. I wanted I wanted that. That's why I got excited when Silly String first came out. I got excited because that's what I thought it looked like. It so looked like the web me, from Godzilla. I remember the episode where Godzilla was protecting his son and they were shooting him with the silly string, and baby Godzilla yeah. was being covered. He's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I never liked. I never liked Baby Godzilla. I remember that episode so, so uh, and, and well. The, the the worst one is when he actually talks to the small Chinese boy. Oh they yeah, actually talk. Yeah. When when the Chinese boy is actually talking to Baby Godzilla, and Baby Godzilla is talking back, yeah. like that's where I drew the line. I'm like, oh, no, no. And then no. when I he also Godzilla pushes his son back. He like pu pushes him back to protect him. Yeah. yeah. And then he he squares up. The the yeah the. The motions uh -oh. that the guy Sarge, used to do. Sarge froze. Oh no. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Don't touch anything, Sarge. Uh, oh yeah, I won't you're, touch. Just keep talking. Let me tell you, your your screen, the 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 face that you're paused on, priceless. It's it's oh. absolutely priceless. Great. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know if it's gonna recover. Uh, keep talking. Let's let's go with it. Yeah, I'm not gonna touch yeah, anything. That's fine. Uh Oh, you know what I thought about, Sarge? I, we're off top. We're off topic and tangent anyway. Get back on the road, man. Get no, back I'm, on the I'm road. I'm going to go off the road a little bit more. No, no. Get back no, on I'm, the road. I'm going off the road a little bit more because this afternoon I talked about Smash TV, right? Super Smash TV. Yeah. I looked it up, and no one – someone has the rights. William Williams, I think, has the rights still. 
I would love to get the rights to Super Smash TV and make that a video game, like a remake video game. Yeah, but who's your audience for that? You make it, it a third be- person. You make a third person or first person, and it's just a four-player. You make it a four-player <clears throat> co-op game, right? And you have different game modes in there where you, you – obviously, you're competing against who's got the most prizes, right? The most prizes. Uh, and, and, you, and you just compete. S- super simple, right? Prece- procedurally generated map that, you, that, it, that it puts together. Right. I mean, I think, I think it'll be easy. I think it'll be easy game. Easy game. Super fun. It's it reminds me of Vampire Survivor, or I should say, Vampire Survivor <laughs> well, reminds me of Smash well, TV. Well, Vampire Survivor is basically the, an old school game like that. that's what it is. Yeah. That's what that's what Smash TV was. Yeah, it would be cool. Hell, just remake just the old school Smash TV and then and put it out there. Put it on Game Pass. Be free. <laughs> I mean, I think if you did, I don't know. I think it's I think it's too old. To have a, re- a revitalization, there, there's not enough going on in it. It's 1990. It, it, it would have to be, it would have to be done, like a like a crazy, like a crazy game show, legitimately. Right. Like you know what I mean. Like not like just you running around and you think it's a game show. Like it's done up. Oh, we lost him. We lost him. Chat. We lost him. There you go. It's going on, Game of Fire. Got Got to love it. All right. Since 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 we're doing this, we're gonna have we're gonna have to do it. We're gonna have to fix this because if this is gonna happen again, um, is this my camera? No, it's his camera. That's my camera. There we go. Copy. Paste. We gotta go this way, cause I can't. I can't do that twice. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna do this, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna fix this. We're doing it live, chat. Cause I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk to you while he's. He's still away. All right. That that that'll have to work. That'll have to work. Yeah, long before uh, Sarge throws his PC out the window. So let me let me go over this, and Sarge will have to catch up if uh, he's watching on his phone or, or whatnot. The next story I want to talk about, I talked about this a little bit. Oh, for God's sakes. We're going to have to just stay over here. Oh, what the hell? How? Oh, wait a minute. There we go. We'll have to stay here. Okay. So the next story I want to talk about, is I, I talked about this uh, earlier in the week, right? I talked about Fiji CEO. Now, Fiji is a company that's a publisher of like games like Tunic and other small independent developers, right? So uh, Bika Salsman shares uh, her concerns and hopes around the subscription service that could impact indies substantially you know, down the road. So the industry goes in cycles. For Indies, Fiji CEO uh, Saltman said, tells us the discussion on last October's uh, conference. Now, she says there's our boom cycles where there's lots of money out there and about and it contracts again. And then it goes into a boom out again. And she says it's it's been doing this forever. So she's saying right off the bat, if you're an independent developer, when a new when a new game system gets announced, the market's really good for you because you get to create the game and get it out early. They give you the, the dev kit early enough, and then you can get it in 
to the live service games, right? So she says right now she thinks the cycle is starting uh, to contract, okay? And indies may have a harder time finding funding in a large part because uh, we're now far enough removed from new hardware launches and typically mark the boom periods. But she adds two really weird things are going to start happening because subscription services like Xbox Game Pass or premium tiers of PlayStation Plus. She goes on and says, because of the, the constrictions and the consolidations of the industry over the past two years and how the companies are just owned by the subscription service, my concern is because the, 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 uh, the libraries are so big and the companies are so prolific with huge user bases that they won't need us, she says, in the, in the future. So the more her, her worry is, like, this is not happening, like, overnight, okay? But her worry is because Microsoft is has, like, 48 studios right now or 38 studios, and then after they pick up Activision, they'll have, like, 46 studios or whatever it is. So she's talking about that once these companies, like, because PlayStation wants live service games, right? Xbox is getting their live service games and other first-party title games to put on. They have independent developers. They have big AAA developers, AA developers. Once they get enough games out there, they're going to all put them on the service. They're going to have less reason to have indie titles. Now, right now, indie titles are really good for people. Okay, you can go find some really good indie titles. This is how like Hades got you know uh, Among Us, uh, Velheim, lots of little things like this. This is how they get exposure. So she goes on and says, while Saltman is confident that Fiji can get by thanks to his established reputation, games like Tunic and Night in the Woods are among the critical and commercial successes, and the type of games it produces, she is less confident about the situation for indies in general. She goes on and says, will the budgets be enough with the higher cost of making games to be able to allow indies to keep making cool stuff? She asks, because we're turning buying population into subscription population, right? And I've said this all the time. This means... Uh, we have to rely on subscription fees and buyouts. And this is the conversation I was having earlier this week. And I want to have with Sarge when he comes back in because Starfield's coming out and there's not going to be that many buyers of Starfield. Okay. You're going to be subscription, right? It's like the buyout, which they did. They bought Bethesda for $7 billion and they're putting Starfield. Now this is a triple a game. Now for, for these guys, for independence, right? So it says, in general, subscription buyouts don't pay for that many years of team's development unless your team is very small. So let's put it in perspective. Now let's say you're working on a team. You're you're making Tunic. I'm making Super Smash TV. I'm an independent developer making it by myself. I get the money up front to make the game, and I can survive, and I can thrive off that because I have a small team, which is just me. But now you're talking about... 20 or 30 people or 50 people or 100 people making independent games and the budget becomes a lot smaller right so what happens is a lot of independent developers and i'm giving my own kind of a analogy or examples here for you so let's say she makes a game i make a game and i'm like you know what to make my money back and what i need to make for the profit and, and making enough enough of my time back I need to sell 100,000 copies. Well, I can put it on the streaming service, right? But I'm not going to get any sales of that, okay? So Xbox comes out or Microsoft or Play or Sony comes out and says, hey, uh, how many do you want to sell? I wanted to sell 100,000. They're like, great. We'll give you a check for 200,000 units. And I'm like, holy Christ, that's, that's great because that's double what I thought it was going to be. 
Now that game could go on to be a smash success, and and that looks good on that streaming service, right? But if you doesn't make it, then you're you're out the money, right? You're not successful. So it's good for developers to see it early on because there's less games, more people see it, more people give it a shot. But as the years go on, as more games get made, as more first party titles or umbrella underneath the studio get made, these these guys have less and less. Uh, it gets more saturated for them. She goes on and says subscriptions are both awesome and terrifying at the same time. It could go either way and worry most for the smaller indie teams who maybe don't have an early foothold as creators. They may not have the space and the money to make more than one game. She particularly is concerned about what side of a source of value the subscription service platform holders will place on indie titles. She goes on and says, if your service has a majority of people just play one game on it and subscription, uh, uh, on it and subscriptions do better with live service would they be able to justify the reasonable budget for this other project that would also have a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of players compared to something doing huge portions of numbers on the service that's the legit math question she says because you don't know how it's going to fall at the point you're almost deciding who's going to be on the service and who's going to be allowed to keep making games based on the value of artistic creative direction or something rather than the monetary value of the project so there's a lot to unravel here and a lot to unpack here. And this is what I've been saying the entire time. Now, obviously, she's talking about the independent developer. I'm talking about just games in general as the game, as, as the game industry goes, right? We look, at, we look at Game Pass and we think it's a great value, which it is a great value from looking for our part. But in the long run, Game Pass or any other subscription service is going to ruin the gaming industry as a whole because it's going to get oversaturated. And I've done my comparison with like Spotify. I've done my comparison to Netflix. I've done my comparison to all this stuff. So Sarge is back. <clears throat> all right, Sarge. So I just, I just went over. I, I'm both, I, I don't say it. Just keep okay. talking. I'm, okay. so I, I'm, with I, you. I'm done. So if you were listening, so <clears throat> what do you think, Sarge? What, what do you think of this uh, as independent developers and how it gets saturated and how they have to make so much money and the fraction of money, like, what do you think of this whole thing and how this industry turns basically what it is to what it's going to be? All right. So currently, Watch currently, I <clears throat> currently, I don't believe, I don't believe that there is enough revenue in the subscription model for the growth that they're looking for. Their, their whole idea. It's, it, it's one giant mashup now. They got they got rid of the uh, they got rid of the instruction manuals. They got rid of the discs, right? So you've increased your profits by about sixteen and a half to twenty two and a half percent, depending on the game. Now, now you want it to be streaming, right? So now I don't have to buy the game at all. I'm just giving you money every month for right. the games that come out on a system. It's not sustainable in the way that they want to grow. You can't, you cannot keep the studios funded if what I'm giving you isn't an actual product and I'm relying on people paying a recurring monthly payment right. every month. Now, maybe they, they're, they're looking at, they're, they're trying to look at video games like other companies look at the cable company, right? It's something you have to have. It's going to the house. So if you want television, you have to pay X number of dollars, right? That's kind of like what they're headed towards or what they want to happen, right? Like if you want to have games at all, you have to have this. That's This is it, 
right? And then once I have you there, then I say there's this tier, this tier, and this tier, just like there was back in the day when you say, do I do I have the HBO tier? Do I have the Cinemax tier? Like or what? Same thing. But currently, as what they want, they don't have enough revenue to do what they want to do. Right. It, it's disturbing because you're basically taking away the ability for a development team to want to work towards a goal where they only have to they only have to give out mediocrity as opposed to trying to do their best work because not because they don't want to but because they're tied to a contract that says we have to release this stuff in x number of days or x number of months and that's it like we don't get to make a game and sell a game right i have to make content for you to consume and then that's what we're bound by right that's why you have so many people leaving these main companies to start their own right it's not it's just not sustainable i don't see how this works well honestly the, the problem here is like if, if you're an independent developer and you make a game for steam people are buying your game and you might let's say make... no they're maybe buying your game well no but what i'm saying is if you if you put it on steam people are buying your game right they're buying your game if they see you they, they're buying it if they like it they're like oh i'll buy it and they give you the upfront cost of let's say it's a 20 dollars game where if it's on game pass you get zero you get zero dollars from that game because you gave it under contract or you took under contract. A, 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 some sort of money from it's like a lump sum right, up front. Right. And if it's a hit like Among Us, right, that came out of the blue two years after it came out, all of a sudden they're making a crap ton of money. But if it's a just a regular indie game that's not getting it, it's getting pushed down the, the list, people don't see it, whatever reason, all of a sudden the same month that you dropped on Game Pass, a triple A game dropped on Game Pass as well, so it gets drowned out. Now there are people that look for independent games, indie developers, but for the most part, indie developers are not going to be able to compete with this because if they're one, five, ten people working on a studio, they can make money. But if it's 20, 30, 50 people, they're going to struggle and they're going to ask for bigger budgets to work on their games and then they just get tossed in. So it's almost like working for minimum wage, right? Because you're you're making a game and then you're trying to get it out fast enough to put it on the streaming service and then you're just giving it a, giving it to for that up lump up sum if you don't have any microtransactions or a live service game and you just make a game, sell a game, but you're not selling the game anymore. You're giving the game to the streaming service of PlayStation, of Xbox, and you're not getting anything. Sure, you're making up money up front, but that doesn't cover it. She even said most of the time it doesn't cover the cost because it all depends on how many people you have in the studio. So this, to me, looks... Obviously, right now, everyone's like, Game Pass is awesome. But let's say it's five years from now, or the next system comes out, right? The next system comes out. We'll be seven years into this system. The next system comes out, whatever that is. I'd like, I, would like to, I would like to make a point there that the next system coming out is going to be the last system. Well, right. Well, with the next system that comes out, you got two years into that, and then it's convoluted, and then it's gone, right? And then you're, these indie developers, what are they going to do? They're going to have to make a separate standalone box that people – uh, are just buying indie games from. Do you, do you know what I mean? Because at that time, Sony and Xbox are going to have so many studios underneath their umbrellas, 20, 30 each. They're all making first-party title games. It's just going to start saturating their own live service model. But but that was the whole problem with the Steam. Steam had a bunch of crap on there for years. 
And it took time for the for the community and the and the business guys to get together and say, listen, you you basically saturated the whole thing. There's just a bunch of crap on here. Nobody cares. Right. So then it became like this system, whether or not your game was good enough to be on Steam. Like you submit your game and your idea and they they okay it or not as a, instead of it being like this flea market right. of just trash. No offense, but some people can make games and some people are just trying their best and it's just not good enough, just like any other position. But what's happening right now is the beginning of that. If you if there are only a hundred games that show on the Game Pass page, then that means you got to be good enough to be on the hundred. Right. Right. And if if more and more people start going the route where, well, if I don't go on Game Pass, then I'm not noticed. Then the only other option you have is I've got to go to PC. Right. I'd rather just be on PC than try to fit on the hundred list. I can at least get on PC and be in the Steam store under a category of people who like to surf Steam and just look at the categories. Right. But I don't I don't see how what they're trying to accomplish is sustainable. You are it's they not, would have to it's not well, going to be no, well I, I think that there's this battle. I think what they're looking at is that there's this battle within where if they get it to be what they want is is that it's going to be in your TV and it's a service or you have a dongle and it's a service. There's no more console itself. So the, 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 the deciding factor in this tech battle is the fact that is the rumor that we heard months ago about their ability to transfer data via the web in those large amounts and that's starting to come to pass. If that is true, if that technology is being worked on right now, and that is the that is the truth that they can transfer that much data that quickly, then there's no need for consoles, right? That's right. the deciding factor. If the stories we've heard about that whole thing about what they're what they're attempting to do, I, I the terabytes of data via the via the, the internet, and I'm thinking to myself, well, I don't understand how that would work then that would say to me, honestly, is that that all internet is being held back on purpose because there's no way you can make that sort of jump with the existing infrastructure that we have unless the existing infrastructure we had could do it and they just didn't allow it. But now because terms have changed and what the what the corporations need to do now in order to make more money is they need to have that data transfer able to go to homes in order for them to continue growing and all of a sudden miraculously it works it it's a little sus a right. little right but currently where we stand i don't think game pass numbers and game pass subscriptions is going to warrant the number of studios that they want to have on board that are, are consistently making content as opposed to buying a product Right. Well, when I look at video games, when I look at all these uh, streaming services, I don't care if it's Netflix or if it's Game Pass or whatever. It's so mind-numbingly like you, you look at the covers. Okay, it's like being at GameStop. You know, you would you would step back away from the wall at GameStop so you could see all of the cases, right? And then you look at the cases and you would look at the artwork on the cases. It's almost like looking at YouTube and whatever thumbnail catches your eye right type of thing and then you look at the cases and you're like oh this game and you pick it up and you turn the case over and you look at the synopsis 
that's the process that's happening now in Game Pass and, and PlayStation Plus and whatnot, right? And Netflix. You constantly just scroll. You're like, all of these movies, if it's not in the top 10 in Netflix, you're just scrolling through like documentaries and all these other independent movies. And you're like, I don't know what's good or not. And you're watching the trailer. And by the time you sit down and pick a freaking movie, okay, it's, it's 20, 30 minutes has, has passed, right? Well, now Game Pass and PlayStation Plus are the same thing. You're, you're going there and you scroll all the way down. Then you got to click A to click on the thing. And it brings up another screen. Then you look at the video and see if you like it or not. And then it's, it's just absurd. And, and the more games that come in, the more independent games come in, and the big titles come in, the big games are, are bringing you to Game Pass. The Starfield, the Halos, the Forza Horizons, the Sea of Thieves, and then all the other mixed games that are in there. The games that are like two years old, three years old, that are now on Game Pass because they're they're on their life's end of whatever, and they're just trying to get as much people to play it to to get onto Game Pass. And then there's the independent games that no one sees and like, eh, why would I play this when all of a sudden they put Assassin's Creed and uh, Odyssey on here? Why would I play this when they all of a sudden they played they put Starfield on here? You know what I mean? Okay, but do you, for an example, do you look at Ori? As a in as a game that should be on Game Pass, or couldn't that game not stand on its own? It as could, a normal as a as a normal retail game. Well, because of the uh, well, Ori is a, a weird one because it's it's an immaculate game. It's a fantastic game, right? It won awards. It won everything. It, it it's it's it's, it's the it's outlier. A, it, it's, no, it's not outlier. It's it's a quality team. No, no, no. Making it, a quality no, game. No, well, it's like Tunic, right? It's an outlier. It's not the norm of every other independent game that's coming out, right? It That one shines. That one is almost like a triple-A indie game. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, that's that's gets raised to the top because it's so good, and people are like, oh, you got to play Hades. you got to play Tunic. you got to play Ori. Those are the outliers of the industry of the indie games. Where yeah, but the, it, shouldn't be a, it shouldn't be an outlier. But it is, though. That should, that, the, yeah, but it... But the way but the way you speak about it, it, they should not be the outlier. They should be the that should be the staple. No, of this course. Is, this is this is what we're striving for. No, but what I'm These saying are the types of things that we're looking for people to make. And those are the games that we put on Game Pass. Right. But to 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 sift through that, right? There's plenty of games out there that are into in indie games that are beautiful but and you, great. But there's but there's only a hundred on Game Pass. But you only get to see a certain amount. And unless someone from somewhere if like uh if like uh skill up plays a game and says you got to play this game and opens the eyes to other people. You don't see those games. You see what I'm saying? You need outside sources to pr promote those things because they're not promoted on the streaming services they're on. They're just another game in an ocean of Game Pass. Okay. Instead of being a shining bright star sitting out there going, oh, you got to play this. They're like, nope, here you go. Here's another game. Like every day you look at it on, on the internet, they're like, this is what's coming on to Game Pass. This is what's leaving Game Pass. Oh, okay, but let's let's back up a minute. So, what was the road for an indie developer before Steam? Like, where did you go? Where did you go to sell your game? You'd have to basically make the game you yourself. Have to make the game. I mean, that's how and, all and, games and were. And retail sell it somewhere at some store. Sure. Yeah. You, so you do limited, the, like limited small limited runs. runs yeah. Right. The the positive effect of Steam was the fact that independent developers had now a market to go to where they can that people could actually see their game outright okay that that's the whole point of steam game pass is not the same game pass is not the same game pass is showing you 
we're trying to establish value with these hundred titles in order to entice you to be a reoccurring monthly consumer. Right. That's the difference. Right. Nope. If if I was if I was an independent developer, I didn't want to. I wouldn't fight to get on Microsoft's Game Pass. I'd want to get on Steam, right? To actually sell my game, right? Right? Because at least at that point, you would know where you stand. However, I see the convenience that if your game is good and it's noticed by Microsoft, and they say, "Hey, come to Game Pass," and they give you a big chunk of money up front, that changes your life. Right. Right. It changes your life. The problem is, is it now, are you the one hit pony? You take your winnings and you go do something else with your life. Or are you contractually obligated because of Microsoft that if game said game does well, then then we have to fund the next project and you have to make it like we don't know that part of it. See, I think Steam has the better consumer positive side of it where i go there to get my game notice and let's see if it sells right it's a true test of my character it's a true test of my work whereas if it fits the box that we're looking for then let's get it on game pass and give these guys a contract right but, these are the kind of things that you have to look real quick Cripsy says indie indies feeling like they can't compete would happen if subscription services existed or, or didn't know now the difference is Steam, sure, they make Valve own Steam, and Steam makes uh, Valve makes their games for Steam. But Steam is an open platform where people can make games, and and you can search and sell and and find games pretty easily. All right, and there's lists of games, but they they do a really good job of Steam for independent developers. Where Microsoft and Sony, that's in house, right? That's that's going through a gate to get onto theirs and they're building up the walls with their first party titles to put them on their streaming service. Right. So their first thing right now is we'll take anybody to put them in the conversation from the, the CEO of, 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 um, of Fiji is that down the line when Microsoft and Sony have all these companies and they have so many studios where they don't need the independent developers to fill that void or that space anymore on their streaming services because they'll have all their other games because as they buy up Bethesda and Activision, all the past games in the past just get dumped into Game Pass because backwards compatibility, play the old games, do all that stuff, right? Which is just more stuff from years past on top of the new stuff that they're releasing and it buries the independent developers going forward. So the only way the independent developer survives in that form on the console is by selling their property or by getting bought out right, which is the, what the developer or the uh, the publisher said. Right? So this, I, I this is why she's sad and also happy because it's good, but then it's also terrifying. Yeah, because you're... By by doing what they believe is good right now is not good for the health of the industry in the long run. You're getting the quick fix now, right? But it's not sustainable for the future. I don't I don't see. A, I, I don't I don't believe in giving somebody money for nothing. It just makes them lazier. If you don't work for what you're supposed to do, if you don't work hard for it, and someone just gives you money. And you know you're under contract. 
then it doesn't matter anymore. You can do less. Right. I'm under contract. I'm getting paid regardless. I don't have to try harder. This is a normal human thing. And we're going to, this is going to be a recurring story that we do all year long. If the game is not, if the game is not funded by a passion project of people who want to make a game that they believe in, and they're just told to make content because we've got to fill a void. Okay. It kills the art of the game. Right. It kills the art of the industry. We're just we're just trying to make platforms that sell digital products. We are no longer making games. And that's the pushback you're getting, not from me and not from us, not from a consumer base, but from the people who actually make video games. How many people have left massive studios to start their own? Right. How many? Right. Well, a lot. Yeah, they don't, they don't a like lot. the bureaucracy of it. All right, we'll move on to the next one. The next story, uh, real fast, a quick one, right? Those of you that want to play uh, uh, Monster Hunter Rise, uh, the the specs that are coming out for these systems, okay? Monster Hunter Rise hits Xbox Pass just weeks uh, weeks time, which is now tomorrow uh, ahead of launch, and Capcom has revealed some of the information about the game is will run across all Xbox console versions. The game resolution specs are pretty much as to be expected. Xbox One and Xbox One S is 1080p. Xbox Series S is 1440p, Xbox One X is 4K, and Xbox Series X is 4K, 60 frames, or 1080p at 120 frames. So there you go. So unfortunately, it says the team has yet to confirm the rates of any version except the Xbox Series X, where players will have the option to choose between 4K 60 or 1080p 120 frames, as long as the display supports high refresh rates. The team does stress that all the announced frame rates are targets and not necessarily 100% lock on all times. So there's that. The next story I want to talk about is Ubisoft claims Beyond Good and Evil 2 is still in development, right? This game we just read a couple of months ago is the, it just passed the world record of the longest game uh, in development, right? So falling rough a week filed with game cancellations, another skull and bones delay, Ubisoft uh, provides a bright spot for fans by confirming Beyond Good and Evil 2 is still in development. And the French company appears to be facing a tough patch following the news that this week is upcoming pirate-inspired Skull and Bones was getting hit with the sixth delay. And the new game alongside Revel uh, Revelations is also Ubisoft's also canceled three unannounced games, putting their total to seven over the past six months. Uh, the bad news continued to pile up on Ubisoft, also admitted that the sales of Mario Rabbits... Oh, we don't even see that. So there you go. So there's no news, and that's a quick news, because Beyond Good and Evil is still being developed. I... I think it's funny because the way they showed it, it was running on the Unreal Engine 4, and now the Unreal Engine 5 comes out. I wonder, Sarge, do you think they're switching over to the, the new engine, or do you think they're still working on the Unreal Engine 4 and going to release it uh, to come out? No, I, I don't I don't believe this whole this whole switch over from Unreal Engine 4 to 5. I don't believe it. If it if if it's if it's something that's that that radically different, that we have multiple development teams switching games from unreal 4 to unreal 5 for what reason i don't i don't see how keeping a game over anytime you don't release a game you are basically paying developers for nothing right you're still working on a game that's almost done but now you're you're changing over everything from unreal to unreal 5 but meanwhile you have no, you have no other product in the pipeline you're still waiting for something to come out right you're burning money right a development team you have to have a release date. You have to have a timeline. You have to have a budget. These are all things you have to have for things to keep moving. Otherwise, you're trapped in development hell, a.k.a. name 
10 games that we all know about that ended up in development hell. Right. Right. You have to get games out. You have to get them out. I don't, I don't believe that they're doing unreal, unreal four and unreal five. I believe that they, they're the, the theory of the game was sound at the beginning. And I think that they got conflict as the game progressed and they didn't know where to go with it. And so they got caught up in who was right and who was wrong. It's too many chefs in the kitchen and they could never agree. And nobody on the top made a decision. And so now the game is just sitting in limbo because they have no direction to go in. We already know about four or five games had the same problem. Some made it out and some didn't make it at all. Even though they released, they didn't make it. Hold on one second. I don't even think they're using the Unreal Engine. I'm just, I'm just trying to. to well, to whatever, whatever engine they're using, no, I, I don't, don't believe that they're, they're swapping engines. No, I just, I just want to make sure we're, we're that yeah, they're using the Jade Engine, is what it's called. I don't believe that. Yeah, so they're they're not using the Unreal Engine. They're using Beyond Good and Evil Two as an upcoming action adventure video game developed by Ubisoft, uh, published and a prequel and Beyond developers. Uh, yeah, it says it, the Jade it, Engine. It, it, Listen, it follows it follows exactly the same plan that every other game is having a problem in Ubisoft. They have leadership problems, they have development problems, and they don't make decisions on time there. Things get dragged out for months, right? I don't know if they need some kind of cleanup. I don't know if they need a new CFO or CEO, but there there's a lack of leadership in the company and the games being delayed and or canceled over the last two years. The number is so high that you, you can't you can't dismiss the fact that the stock price is coming down because nothing's going to come out. Why are you investing in a company in a game company that's not releasing games? Right, right. So what 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 are we what are we trying to accomplish here? Right. Once again, if if the the object of Ubisoft was to make a game and sell a game, there wouldn't be a problem. They'd be making games and releasing games probably two or three a year. That would be, everything would be fine, but the mentality of the industry now is: I'm trying to sell you a platform that sells digital goods, right? And and whatever they're trying to accomplish on Ubisoft's side, these ideas that they have for this game, not every game that you make can have this digital store in there that's going to make you all kinds of money because your game isn't good enough to be played with anyway, right? Every game can't be the same. Think of, think of the universe now. Every game you play has a store in it. Every game, right? Every game. And you can only get the currency in the game if you didn't want to spend real money if you spent hundreds of hours in each game. Otherwise, you have to pay real money. So how does that work? I only have so much time. I can only play so many games. So if your mentality is Ubisoft, is I'm not releasing a game unless it's a... Live, a live service game is what they keep saying, then that game that game better be hella good, right? For you to for you to want me to plug in and play you every day and give you money. Well, well, going from Ubisoft to another Ubisoft. So Ubisoft is is making Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones has been delayed six times, potentially seven times. Now, according to a report, right? So report says that Ubisoft has to complete Skull and Bones due to an agreement with Singapore government. Okay, according to the report from Kotaku, so take it with a grain of salt, uh, Skull and Bones cannot be scrapped as part of a deal with the authorities. The company is exchanged for, for generous subs subsidies and required to hit a certain hiring quota and launch original IPs in the next few years. Having an, imp an imperative that the title gets shipped by hook or by crook 
Final look notwithstanding, the other reason can be attributed that the game shift to a live service approach that that uh, proves to be an important, lucrative part of Ubisoft's portfolio in recent times. So they have to sell this game because they have subsidies from the government, okay, of Singapore. So I wonder if it'll come out later down the road, if they did the exact same thing with Beyond Good and Evil 2, hence why it's been in this, you know, 15-year development type of thing, right? So what do you think, Sarge? So Skull and Bones is basically an obligation game, right? It's an obligation for them to get it out. And this is why they're still... Because you wonder, six delays, and we're all like, why don't they just cancel it? Why don't they cancel it? They can't. They can't cancel it. They have to get it out. It's it's an obligation to Singapore. Yeah, but... See, the, the, the vocabulary in the industry is, is very important because we, everyone wants to throw words around, okay? Here's, here's and, I, and I've said this many times, and I'll continue to say it, okay? It's not six delays. It's not six delays. You know when you're close to being done. You know, right? right? It's, it's not like you're working on something, right. and all of a sudden someone comes to you and says, hey, guys, thanks for, thanks for having your head down into your computer for the last 18 months, but I just wanted to let you all know that we're done. Like, 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 Surprise! No one's, like yeah. nobody's working. And then all of a sudden someone surprises them with an email that says, Hey, by the way, we're done. Like, you know, when you're coming close to the end and not to mention the fact that the last three months of any development cycle is the testing phase. So during the testing phase, you know, if you're done or not. Right. So the fact that, that they do this delay tactic thing is purely for the, for the, the, the investors, Right because they're looking for return on money, right? So if I invest in your company and I say in the beginning when I have these when I have these discussions, when I loan you the money to make this game, right? When we loan you the money to make this game, when is my return? Right. When is my return? And they tell you, "Okay, this is our normal cycle. This is what's going to happen. We're looking at about a 5-year turnaround. We're looking at summertime whatever." Okay, great, right? So that's the money I have. This is my return on investment. So now I'm waiting. So now I'm at the date and now I'm told that we had a pushback, or had, and it's a constant number game now about when we're going to release, right? That's not for us, right? That's not for us. By the way, if you say nothing, and then the game is done, and then you say something, there's no delays. There's no issues. There's no nothing, right? When you know the game is done, you just tell us, right? To, to give a date when you don't know when it's actually going to be done is only trying to help out just those guys back there. The rest of us don't care. I personally stopped listening to release dates. I don't care. Right. Right. Because I know 90% of the time now it's all words. Right. Yeah. You know, when the game yeah, is done, games, games, I'm done listening like to the day it, before man. was I'm two done. weeks out, two weeks out the day before. And they, they're like, yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're delaying it. Starfield had yeah. a hard date and then they're delaying it. And now we don't know uh, what's going on there. So yeah, it's, I mean, obviously as a talking point on, on podcast, we bring it up, but, of course it is, but when a game comes out, it comes how? out. How? Right. Right. How? Right. How? How is it? You... Okay. So when someone tells me it's delayed six times, it's it's it hasn't been delayed at all, right? You're not done with the game, right? The guys, I'll tell you who needs to get their hands cracked in the door, or the guys who keep coming up with the dates, <laughs> like because obviously the guy who comes up with the date, like, is not within the realm of developing, he's just some poor guy that he goes, I need a date. I got to tell him something. I need a date. I got to tell him something. And they go, we don't have one for you. Right. Well, I have to tell them something. I'm obligated. That's my job. My job is I have to give them a date. I said, well, we don't have one for you. So you go ahead and make up whatever you want. 
and then he just makes down some number, and then when the number gets close, like we can't hit they, that they, number. They just throw right. it. They have Tuesdays and Fridays up on the board, and they just throw a dart, and, it's, that, and, then, and then they seriously take, they take Tuesday Friday, and then they throw a dart at, at the number, and they're like, yeah, it's uh, the second. So let's 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 play devil's advocate. Let's go the other way around. Do you actually believe as a human being on earth who has a job and has been given things to do and deadlines to do them? Do you believe you don't know when you're done with something? No, they, they definitely know. Do you, do you believe that there's a group of people that are working on the planet right now who are working towards a goal, but don't know when they're going to be no, done? That's because it, it's I, look, I worked on movie sets, right? We know that we have if we have a hundred page script to do, we know every day how many parts of that script we have to get shot right and as the days go on as the weeks go on you see like you have to cut certain things you have to add certain things you have to rewrite certain things but as you're going you're like we have 14 days we know we're done in 14 days and we have 100 pages to shoot regardless of the stuff we know we're done in 14 days once we're done then it goes off to you post right if you get a phone call and it goes Hey, we need to do some reshoots. Then you come back on. But for the most part, you know you're done when you're done with your part of the project. And then it goes to post. And then the company knows when it's done with post. They have it there for 20 days or 30 days, whatever to do is in post. And they know when that's done because everything is down to the minuscule of budgeting, right? It's and, down... and, why is that? and why is that? Because you only have a finite amount of finances. Yes. Right? There is a budget in a. Like, listen, Ubisoft doesn't have a, a bank above their head that just pours money in a bucket and they just keep they just keep paying people to do nothing right you have to have a product right you have to have a budget businesses don't run without a budget so the fact that you we're, we're gonna have some kind of discussion about whether or not a delay is real or not is not for you a number a date on the year on the calendar is for the investor and the guy who invested money in the company right the rest of us are waiting for a product so we may enjoy said product. Right. That's it. Right. Exactly. So exactly. De delay 27, delay 35, whatever date you have, I don't care. I don't care anymore. I've, As a matter of fact, the guys who are doing it now should be uh, just removed from the company. I, just take I, them out. I think that the, the problem is also, though, when a delay happens, one delay, two delays, three delays, and then the game comes out. And if there's any problems with that, they're like, well, what were you doing on all these delays? What were you doing? Were, weren't you freshening it up or flushing out the stuff and making it smooth and it's it's just not that way it's just not that way it's uh, not yeah it, 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 listen the rest of the world all works in the same universe but for some reason the video game industry is just in a different dimension right we can't we can't we can't understand how how things work in the in the gaming industry coding's hard got it uh deadlines are hard got it but the fact you're going to tell me that you don't know when the game is ready or you don't know when the game is done because once again even when they give you the email and they surprise you and they tell you it's done, you still have three months of testing. Right. All right. Next story I want to talk about real fast. These are a couple short ones. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is officially 2022's best-selling game. Elden Ring is the runner-up, and Madden NFL 23 takes bronze. Now, I, I, I don't know why I'm shocked about Madden, okay? I don't. I don't know why I'm I'm shocked because they, they don't have a list they don't have the actual list here. Here's some other ones that came in. Um uh God of War, Ragnarok, and Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga take fourth and fifth place, respectively. And Pokemon Scarlet and Violet uh take uh sixth, and FIFA twenty-three take seventh, Pokemon Legends. Now, here's the thing. We know and we can we can speculate how many sales they have here, Sarge, because 
we know Pokemon Scarlet and Violet had sold 10 million copies in the first. There's a lot of kids. I I understand that. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet sold 10 million copies in three days. Now, Skywalker Saga is fifth place ahead of that. So that means Skywalker Saga sold over 10 million copies of of their total total sales in 2022, which is pretty good. And then Ragnarok passed that. So we're talking 10, 11, 12 million copies sold or whatnot for for those. And then you go to NFL. I'm, I'm assuming they sold like 20, 25 million copies, right? Because we don't know what the, the actual numbers are. Elden Ring probably sold somewhere around 25 to 30 million copies. And Call of Duty probably sold around that as well. Right, so two Pokemon titles in the top ten. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, little, there's a lot of kids, man. Yeah, well, lots of grownups and, as well. And, and by the way, and by the way, the kids don't care about glitches. They don't know about them. Right, it's just fun. Parents just buy them a game. Yeah, it's just fun. That's it. Yeah. So that that's the short story there. The next uh, next one I want to talk about real short. Scalebound, right? So Scalebound. Uh, I have a video that I'm going to probably launch this weekend that I've, I'm putting together right now. But Scalebound is a video game that I've been talking about since they canceled it, right? I said that Microsoft watch – the, watch the phone next to the thing, Sarge. Uh, Scalebound, I said, is still alive. This is before anybody told me it was alive, before any articles came out and told me it was alive. It just – I knew it was alive, and this is my theory of why I thought it was alive, because Game Pass. Microsoft wants titles – and IPs, and they had this IP that they were working on, and they put it off to the side, and they went, well, you know what? It was 80% complete. Now, I don't know if they're restarting Scalebound or if they're taking the exoskeleton of it and then bringing it, uh, bringing it back to life. But obviously, take it with a grain of salt. It's not official. But Scalebound ended in 2017, and then they said it was alive again, and then in 2020, they, they talked about how Microsoft was making two Dragon games, but they didn't say it. And, and the rumors were, obviously, one was Scalebound, uh, and then another one was something else. And now the rumors are starting to go around again, saying that Microsoft is awakening Scalebound. This makes perfect sense. Microsoft is looking for first-party titles to throw into Game Pass. This game, people wanted this game so much, they could probably just... It's another four-player co-op game. At least it was when they were originally, Right makes a perfect good time to, to get on the game pass just another first party title big ass dragons another thing to entice you to get game pass or whatnot right so to me scalebound is gonna be a mediocre game at best but it's just another title they can throw out onto game pass to fluff the numbers fluff the 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 uh you know the games but, that are on but what, what's the what's the game company that makes scalebound uh it was platinum games uh, all right so now think of it this way: They make Bayonetta you, and other. That, ones. That's yeah. fine, but you you have to think of the numbers, right? So you're able to make a game eighty percent of the way, then stop it. Meanwhile, the company can still stay afloat without selling that game, right? Which goes to tell you how much money these companies have to have in reserve in order to keep keep the company afloat while they decide whether or not this game's coming out and what year it's coming out, and to keep and to keep things moving, right? Right. Right. So the last Bayonetta game that came out and busted did pretty well. Right. Otherwise, this game would have came out in some in some version because they needed to make a sale. They needed to get some they need to get revenue. So if they decide to shop around and Microsoft does decide to pick it up and give them the bill for it. Right. They, look, it, 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 would, it wouldn't matter to them because. 
what's that? Oh, it, right. I'm getting 300 million a month for doing nothing but twiddling my thumbs. I think we right. could dip into the piggy bank and get and get scale bound on Game Pass. I, I look, they make a lot of good games. They made Metal Gear Rising. Uh, they made Bayonetta, Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2. They made Transformers Devastation. They have been Star Fox. Those are all those those are all good games, by yeah, the way. Teenage Mutant Turtles, Mutants in Manhattan. They they uh, Bayonetta's Fall, Bayonetta's Three is coming out. They they have plenty of games that they've made in the past. And Scalebound, I think, is going to be another game. But like I said, I don't think it's going to be this massive success game. I'm not taking anything away from them. I just think it's just a another game that they could put on Game Pass. It's just another first party title well, that they can, well, they can Scalebound. Throw Scalebound, the way it's described, fits Game Pass's model. Right. Right. So uh, let me see if we have another. Uh, all right, Hogwarts Legacy. Right, Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, I'm excited. There's two and a half weeks left of Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, the art book uh, got leaked. I'm not going to show any uh, screenshots because they'll they'll pull it down or whatnot. So I'll describe them. They've already pulled other people's uh, things down. So they showed some UI of the of the character uh, screen where you you put your inventory and, and whatnot. Right. So. They show your talents and stuff like that. We've seen it before. But this particular one showed inside the book the character was wearing a Quinnage outfit. Now, we know that Quinnage is not in the game now, right? In this rendition of the game, it's not in. And a lot of Harry Potter fans were disappointed because they really want Quinnage. Now, I've had a theory saying that maybe they'll bring Quinnage down the line later. Maybe it'll be some multiplayer DLC. I just I just feeling that this game is going to have something down the road as well. Uh, but anyway... So it was a factor that Quidditch was in the game at some point, and they had to get rid of it because the game was so big, so massive, right? They also got rid of one-fourth of a section of the map, right? The map was so big that because they had to get Rumor rid of— Rumor or fact? Rumor this, or fact? This is fact, right? So they got rid of a part of the game, of the map, because the memory. There was memory— problems with the game because it was just so massive and they had to figure a way to so what they did was they they cut the content of that map which could be dlc down the road potentially the quinnage thing could be some sort of game mode or dlc down the road i'm not trying to get anyone's hopes up i'm just saying what it potentially could be down the road it, they could just scrap it and you never see the light of day they also had to scrap some of uh ravenclaws uh so up to this point we've seen all the companions for all of the houses except ravenclaw and people are like, where's Ravenclaw? Well, now we found out that Ravenclaw was cut content because they just didn't have enough time to flush it out, right? So they've done so much meticulous, uh, so much meticulous of the the world building of this and the intricacies of it. And I, I was talking to you last night when we were playing Division 2, talking about how the, the attention to detail in Division 2, the layering of the garbage and the, the detail of the rooms... That is what I've seen so far in Hogwarts Legacy. That's what it reminds me of. Like the attention to detail that Division Two of Massive Entertainment did, okay, is what Portkey and Avalanche Software is doing for this Harry Potter game. Like you, as they're walking through the hallways, you see the detail, the the structures, the stonework, the pictures, everything. That the just it looks really, really good. And I'm not even a, a Harry Potter fan. I'm a video game fan, and I like the Harry Potter movies. So I'm interested in Hogwarts because I like Red Dead Redemption. I like I like these open world type of games like this. So they also showed like the Great Hall in the in the uh, art book, 
And in the art book, it shows that the Great Hall is decorated like Christmas time. So obviously there's some sort of uh, seasonal thing that goes through. Now, this doesn't mean it's a live service game in any way, shape, or form. It is a single-player game as we know of right now. Down the road, I think that they're going to add some sort of game mode or something along the lines of there's just possibilities of dueling, right? Like uh, the, the dueling could just like you, you jump in, quick match, duel type of thing, keep yourself busy, do your room of requirements, go play some Quinnage type of stuff. Quinnage to me, I said it in one of my other videos, they can make it like like Rocket League, right? Rocket League is a simplistic, like think about Rocket League, it's, it is Quinnage. Okay, but instead of flying brooms and and throwing the throwing the uh, I forget what the little balls called Quidditch. Well, no, no, it's a there's an there's there's the seekers or something else. I know it's Quinnage, but the ball has a name. I forget what it is. Anyway, when you when you uh, when you play the game, just think of the Rocket League, and they could be a standalone a snitch. Thank you very much, Duplass. Right, I knew it wasn't Quinnage. I uh, so. Uh, it's a standalone game. So if they wanted to log in, so let's say you log into Hogwarts Legacy, you could continue your game. And this is my idea, by the way. This is my, my thought process. You could hit continue game and go into your single player aspect of the game, right? Or you could just scroll down and go to game modes. And maybe the game mode would be uh, co-op. Uh, maybe it would be dueling. And then maybe it would be Quinnage. And then you go to Quinnage and then you go into the game. It would match make you into the game where you play with your friends, you play against AI, Whatever, and it could be a standalone type of game mode that they comes down the line later that you could pay for. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that it was once in the game, but now they pulled it completely, uh, completely out of the game. So, what do you think, Sarge? Is your I, I know you're not getting Hogwarts Legacy. Not day one. Where do you? Where does this land for you? Um, just the game, your excitement level, what you think the game is going to come out. Do you think it's going to be? Obviously, a success, and when I say success, not financially, I'm talking a success between like the game comes out and it's a complete game. It's not broken, buggy. It's not a cyberpunk. It's not a Fallout seventy six. Where do you land on that? I mean, I don't, I don't get excited anymore. I'm a more practical person in my old age. Not to say that I, I don't find joy in a video game, but the, the controls and the combat system have to be fun and easy to pick up in order for the game to do well in the long run. If it's something that I'm having fun with, that I'm actually learning the spells and the controlling and the movement of the character is done well, the game will do well. If it's a clunky magic system where you you find it cumbersome to learn how to do things inside the game, then it's better off being a single-player adventure game than a combat kind of game right right that to me is like one of the deciding factors for how long you'll play it for especially since the structure of the game is done in looter fashion in which case you're going to be grinding a long time to find yeah. gear so if the game loop is decent but the combat is not right the struggle becomes you you, you just don't feel like doing it right right, right, right. so i I would need to see, and I'm I'm sorry to say this, not a not a structured video of somebody playing, but somebody playing the game live. Like you show me how you move around. Like the guy is actually moving. Not like we saw in Anthem and the rest of these games where they talk like they're playing the game right that second, but meanwhile it's all scripted and it's been videoed before and they make it sound like you're happening right now. Ooh, look how cool it is. That's what I want to see, right? 
if it's like if it's a looter shooter done in hogwarts i've got to see the combat i've got to see the controls i got to see how the game moves like that's a deciding factor the rest of it to me is cake right i'm gonna walk around and be inside hogwarts cake right cake if it's done graphically well and it's fun to walk around and find all the little incidentals and the hidden things inside actual hogwarts castle all the hogwarts guys and <laughs> harry potter fans are gonna love it right, right? But for a long term, I want to play this game for a long time. That's number one. Well, they, they speaking of long time, they actually came out and said that the game is probably going to be between 35 hours, 30 to 5 to 40 hours of uh, single player. And it's going to be 70 hours if you do 100% completion. But it also changes. Uh, WB did this with Gotham Knights. Like if you play the game with Batgirl or Red Hood or Robin, it's a little different. So if you play in House Slytherin, or Gryffindor, or Hufflepuff, or Ravenclaw. It's going to be a type of, the main story is going to veer off a little branch. bit, branch off, but then it, it comes back to the the ending is going to be basically the the same, right? So you, Well, it's it's the it's the attitudes of the characters, the houses they come from. It's a personality trait. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, the four houses is basically like uh, an old school personality test from back in the day. Whether whether you're like sanguine or melancholy, like like it's a personality thing. Yeah. Being in one of those houses is a personality trait, right? So if the game is done that well, where my character fits that build and I can go through the story in that kind of personality, kind of like the good and evil versions of like Mass Effect and and uh, games of the past, I'm I'm excited to see how it works. They they also said that the difficulty you can change at any time. And that there's many mini games in this as well. So there's many puzzle games. And if you don't want any hints, or you can have it on the hardest difficulty where they won't hold your hand like God of War, okay? Or you can put it on the easiest setting where basically, it, so it's trying to do a balance where, let's say you're doing a puzzle and you're like, this is too hard. You, you switch the difficulty and then it becomes easy and then you move on. They're, they're not trying to stop anybody. They're helping people with disabilities and other things. So they've, they've made that much easier, more more um, uh, game friendly, you know what I mean? More more approachable to a lot of people. So I think that's a, a good move as well. As far as the loot system goes, there is loot. We looked at it the other day, and we knew about this about a month and a half ago when they showed the loot. So there is, you know, green, blue, purple, orange uh, gear levels. And you can do traits on those gear levels up to tier three, I believe, at least what we saw. But then you can also upgrade those things. So let's say I have a purple... Uh, I don't know, uh, chess piece, okay? Whatever that chess piece is, it's purple. I can upgrade it three times. Now, what we don't know is if you upgrade it three times, does that purple go to the next level? Or it's just leveled up three times. So you have a purple chess piece that's upgraded three times with the trait three on it, and that and that's it, and you have to go find a different one. Or does it level up and you you, you get pieces? Now, there is a loom inside the game where you make your pieces and get the traits, and there are beasts that you collect and put them in your room of requirements and then use the beast materials like their hair, or their scales or their fur, whatever it is to use to upgrade your stuff on you as well. So that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, and I think that's I think that's about it. Um, I like their I like the way they're marketing the game so far. They're showing us stuff but not showing us too much, right? There's a lot of stuff they showed us, but they're also keeping a lot of things secret. Uh, another thing, <laughs> Hogsmeade, right? And I thought this, I, I forget what video I, I watched it off of. I think it was Raptor. Uh, there was, they showed Hogsmeade, right? They showed the the town. 
And they showed in the in the book art book there was like forty buildings within the town itself, and there was ones that were shaded, and there was ones that were like like glow like glowing like yellow. And apparently, the ones that are yellow are ones that you can interact with, which you can go inside and 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 search and stuff. And there was like twenty about half the houses inside that town you could go in and and you know explore or search or interact with. And I was like, wow, that's that's actually really, really cool. So I, I hope there's more because that's one of my pet peeves. I know it's it's not really make or break for games for me, but like you, you run around division, okay? You can go into a lot of places, but there's still a lot of places you can't go into, right? They're blocked. Well, because of it, blocked. because of it, because they give you a taste of it, right? Otherwise, it'd be monotonous, right? Well, that and I think the memory would would go crazy because of all the other interior details that they have to put inside the game, right? I would love to see a documentary just on the making of Division. Just to see programs they use to add the layers of detail that are in that game. Real quick, I want to go to, to chat. He says, "Why haven't we seen any previews of Hogwarts as of yet, or first impressions?" Uh, Seven Wright says. Um, I, I think the reason is that uh, we're not in that in that gap. I think the first week, like within more one week and a half, you're going to see early early people get their hands on it, review copies. There's going to be that the NDA gets lifted and stuff like Hopefully. that. That's that's when you see that type of stuff. Now, if we don't hear that, that's a little bit off, right? If they don't show you certain things or you can't play on a PlayStation 5 or you can't play on the Xbox Series X or... You, They're only allowing on playing on a, PC. A PC. Or something like that, right. That that would be like a red flag for me. So we have seen plenty of previews of what it is. Obviously, um, nothing live. But even if it's in live form, uh, they can still be predetermined like they could have invited a bunch of people right now to record footage but it could be predetermined what they could record type of stuff we won't know until it gets a little closer uh Krebsy says uh, i think the game is doing the right thing by presumably releasing what they believe they can handle and is as quality standards that they want right uh, he also says master the single player world and the systems and they either add on to the game or make a sequel to those things right and obviously you're in year five of your character so it, theoretically, you would think that they would make Hogwarts Legacy 2, which would be year 6, and then Hogwarts Legacy 3, which would be year 7. Or this could turn into like a live service model down the road, and they just input year 6, you know, type of thing, like a Madden would. Well, and, and, and all, I, 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 don't know, I don't know Harry Potter's universe, but how long do you go to school for? Seven years. Seven years. Okay, so. You start in wouldn't five. It, so. wouldn't, it, wouldn't it stand to reason that you would do that on purpose because you'd want to sell a sequel and you'd want to finish your time at Hogwarts? Like, isn't that the whole point? Like, wouldn't that be part of the marketing? Like, I'm in the school for right. three years or four years, and then that's the first game, and then the second game is the ending years, and a big thing happens, and like, well, like kind of like the movie, kind of like your your version of the movie that you get to play in. Yeah, but think about this: if you're if you're making Hogwarts, and then two, and then three, the map is the same, right? So you're gonna be going to the same places and the same castle. It might get a little monotonous year six and year seven, where they might open up other areas but you're still going back to the same castle you're still no, going back no, to no. the same no i agree what i'm saying is if you're there for the first three or four years just to say but you already go to so many locations you don't get the other locations oh, I see what you're until, saying. until 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 like you're six and you're five, seven, six and right? seven. You go to different yes. classrooms and different things yes yeah, I, I get so saying. then at the end you've seen it all type of thing right all right, we're gonna we're gonna move on, guys. If you like the show, please hit that like button. Uh, there's almost forty of you guys here. We only have I think twenty something uh, likes hit. Make sure you hit that like button. It helps the channel grow. It shows people that hey, you like it. Maybe they'll other people that what you're watching they'll they'll shoot out to other people. 
so it gets more people in here and whatnot helps the channel grow um so there was i'm going to skip this story i'm going to tell you what it was real fast um Basically, Starfield, Hogwarts Legacy, Redfall, Arc 2, all these games on Steam got their dates changed. And the reason for this was that it was a it was a hiccup on Steam's side, right? It wasn't it wasn't anything that Starfield was getting delayed or Redfall was getting delayed. It was just a, a Steam hiccup. This is what happens when they do the updates type of thing. It says coming soon. They put it on there. So a lot of these games that had dates or don't have dates or whatever, it would change to coming soon. So people started thinking that it was coming earlier than not. Um, Steam's second most anticipated game is finally going to show some of footage just a month before it launches. Hogwarts is number one. Number two is the day before. Now, the day before has come out and said that they're going to have a Risky. little, a little uh, event, and we're going to see ten minutes of actual gameplay footage. Now, risky. It comes out in March. A lot of people think this game is fake. A lot of people think this game. There's something off about it. They think that there's there's some that you know the other shoe's gonna fall. You know, well, to, it's based it's based on the facts of the of the company what they've done in the past. That's why, right? Not because not because people are making stuff up to try to shit on the company. Right, right, right. Well, they're basing the information. There's on, a lot of red past. flags. Yeah, there's a yes. lot of red flags. Right. Uh, so reports. The next one. The reports of uh, of Google. And NVIDIA considered about Microsoft's act or concerned about Microsoft and Activision's deal here. Uh, so in a, a case of the NVIDIA uh, specifically, the PC hardware and AI giant didn't fully oppose the deal. And reports say instead of the companies just stressed they need the, the for equal and open access to game titles. Now, Google, according to the report, both Google and NVIDIA told the NFT that the uh, FTC, sorry, that I said NFT, uh, feel Microsoft could gain an unfair advantage in the market for cloud subscription or mobile gaming. Now, acquiring Activision Blizzard would enable Microsoft to compete against these companies through innovation that would benefit the consumers. Microsoft President Vice Chairman Brad Smith has said in December that Microsoft wants to offer consumers the option to subscribe to a cloud gaming service and lets this them stream a variety of games on multiple devices for one reasonable fee. Now, should the acquisition ultimately go through, Microsoft would have become an owner of some of the industry's biggest franchises at World of Warcraft, Star StarCraft, Overwatch, Call of Duty, and amongst others. And Microsoft did announce a 10-year deal with Nintendo that is could bring Call of Duty back to Nintendo hardware such as the Switch. So why do you think Google... I mean, obviously, they're, they're worried about the mobile market, right? Because they're the leaders of that on that section, and Candy Crush is on their phone. And all of a sudden, Microsoft pays $70 billion, and now they own one of the biggest sales. And I think Google's afraid that they'll remove it off of the Google phone. Uh, not that the Windows phone is coming back anytime soon. It's like, I think, 3%. No, it's, I'm sorry. It's 0.2% of the market. It's like non-existent, right? So I don't think Microsoft's coming back with their own phones out there, but people still use those phones. But uh, they're, they're worried that they're going to take away that cash cow that's coming in right and then on the other hand nvidia same type of thing they're like i just want to make sure it's fair you know that you're, you're you're doing this okay this this is the kind of conversation that has no place in business right google doesn't make anything google is taking money from a customer or taking money from a business that's selling through them right, right? well you are my you game, are the currency my, yeah right my game is 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 being sold through google so Google makes a cut of whatever that game makes. So now the people who own the game take the game off off Google and put it underneath their own service that they have. It's their game now, right? So Google's upset. 
The term not fair in business never flies. Right. So if, if it's not fair, Google, then maybe, just maybe, you should make your own game. Which right. I'm tired. They couldn't make their own listening. system. They couldn't make their own I'm system. Tired of listening to this argument. Okay. This whole fair, not fair thing. Okay. The last 40 years that I've been paying attention. Okay. Nothing's fair. Right. Right. Companies eat other companies. People get fired in January every year. Okay. This is what happens. So if you don't like that, you may not be part of the competition anymore. That's because you don't have a game in the fight, right? You're just collecting money. Apparently now companies like to collect uh, reoccurring revenue for things that they don't own and then cry when they're not part of their ecosystem anymore. <clears throat> okay. It, it, it tells me that nobody really wants to do anything. They just want to collect money. Right. Uh, that's what it seems to me. Well, 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 Paul, you got to remember, though, uh, in an article about two years ago, Phil Spencer said he's not worried about PlayStation. He's worried about Google and Amazon. Right. Well, Google has their store. And sure, you don't have to use their store. But Candy Crush and stuff is on their store. And if Microsoft buys it, they can do what they want with it. And that's a huge chunk of change that if they decide to move it, Google would would miss out. And they're all battling for this. Who's got more trillions of dollars? You know, you know okay, what I'm saying? Okay, so so let's all agree on one thing. Candy Crush is basically monetized Tetris. Can we all agree? Yeah, sure. Okay, so because Candy Crush is monetized Tetris, does nobody else can make a Tetris game? Can, we, can nobody else make one? Is it just this they, one? They don't because, want to put the time in. Because it's on so many devices, we can't maneuver. I can't fix, I can't get my game onto you. Everyone loves Candy right. Crush. Well, when before Candy Crush came out, somebody said, "Hey, why don't we make Tetris and monetize it and call it Candy Crush?" And then that guy made a bazillion dollars. Right. It's like, so it's time for somebody else to pull their head out of their ASS, okay, and do something, right? Nobody is stopping these companies from making their own games. Nobody. And by the way, Candy Crush isn't some difficult game to make. Okay, no, it's Tetris. There's, there's tons of, uh, of games okay? like, uh, like so that. So if you can't find the ways to market your new game understandable but to claim that somehow a acquisition of two companies coming together that has the number one rated game is now going to influence you somehow then obviously you weren't part of the issue right you were just there collecting money innocently well, in the corner well that so sorry google <laughs> that you feel bad about this google is okay with giving like activision 30 percent of the money because they're not in the same ballpark as google and amazon and and microsoft but microsoft is in the same ballpark as amazon and google right so now they get an advantage and they're taking more money they're like well we're trying to become the trillionaire of the best company in the world you, you see what i'm saying this is what it is this I is apologize. why they don't want them to get the power of that even though google all about just abandoned the gaming uh, platform because they literally just shut down their gaming platform it, it's all about money and power by the way how well is amazon doing i wonder Right. You don't think they have enough money to come up with a studio. We got guys yeah, who are leaving studios did. with their own money and trying to build a studio from scratch Amazon, with the people that they know. Amazon, Amazon meanwhile, has, collects money on a daily basis that would rival third world nations GT, uh, G, G, GDP. OK. And you think that Amazon can't put together a team did. of guys to make they a did. game? They made the, the Amazon studios. They have multiple games, but they also canceled multiple games. Right. New World is doing very well for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is. 
in in terms that they understand for, it's doing well for them. Well, no, for for a company that has never made a game before, and they came out. This is their first MMO. Well, now they're right, they're banking because they're now they own Lost Ark in the in in, in America. They own Lost Ark, Frog, right? They own they own uh, Lost Ark over here. So they're making bank off that. They own uh, uh, New World, and they're making other MMOs as well. So Amazon's doing fine. I'm talking about gaming. Not, no, no, I know. I know uh, what they make. Amazon could buy. Amazon could buy Sony, burn it to the ground, right? Well, and so they'd could, be fine. So and they'd Microsoft. be fine. Yeah, I, right? I looked, I looked it up early. I looked it up earlier today. Uh, Microsoft is worth almost three billion, two point nine billion dollars, just shy of three trillion. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They're two point nine trillion with a T, just shy of three trillion dollars. Okay, Sony is worth a uh, hundred and five billion. Right? They could literally pay. Ca- Microsoft has the cash, hundred billion dollars in cash, ready to go. Who, who we who we giving money to? Right. Right. Yeah. That that's the difference. This is a, this is a separate discussion because the the big tech conversation can go on for hours. Well, I want to talk about the next thing because there's layoffs happening with three four three, with Bethesda, with Coalition. Microsoft is in the midst of right now paying seventy billion dollars to Activision Blizzard for new studios. Right, Halo, which is the flagship title of Microsoft. I don't care if you like the game or not. The reason Microsoft exists right now, Xbox exists today, is because 21 years ago or 20 years ago, Master Chief and Halo was on the scene and exploded, okay? And now here we are 20 years later, we have people that work for Xbox, Phil Spencer himself, and I like Phil Spencer, but when he said Halo's franchise won't make or break because of what we're doing with Halo Infinite, I was like, what are you talking about? That is your game. Like when you think Xbox, you think Halo. You think Not anymore. you think Master Chief. And they've just thrown it out the window. And my question is to you, Sarge, they're spending seventy billion dollars on new other people's stuff instead of investing in their own stuff, right? They Bungie made a fantastic series and they they made three four three and said, Here, take this instead here's, of here's the here's the golden goose. Right. And they said, ooh, delicious. Right. And they cut its head off and they ate it. And they couldn't do anything with it, right? And no more eggs. And then Gears of War, the company left and they gave it to the coalition and said, here, here's Gears of War. And these companies are doing nothing. They're, they're, they're shitting on these brands that they have. And it, it, it's mind-boggling to me because, look, I get businesses have to grow. And I get they have $70 billion. And they're like, yeah, that's just last year's spending. We have another... 70 billion to spend on somebody else once this deal goes through right because it's unicron it's got to keep continuing eating to survive and make this as it well, goes along what well, what about what about the fact that the xboxes that are being sold in japan yeah china 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 sorry china what about the the xbox that are being sold in china on the back of the box right on the new systems that are being on the sold. new systems that are being sold right now halo's not on there no it's Starfield. Starfield. Starfield's on there. Starfield's on the back of the Xbox box. That's correct. Not 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 Master Chief. Not the right. IP that so brought expl- Xbox so explain to that life. to me. Yeah. Explain that one to me. Well, that, that's my thing, right? They've invested seven billion dollars into Starfield, so obviously they they're going to push that because this is their this is their franchise now. Right. But it's not their franchise 
next year. You see what I'm saying? It's now because they're trying to sell Game Pass. Game Pass is what the future is. That is the franchise IP, Game Pass. It's not Halo. It's not Forza. It's not it's not Sea of Thieves. It's not Starfield. It's not Redfall. These are all just games on Game Pass. Right. Just they're just things now. That's it. They're not they're not they're not the brand. It's whatever we need right now. Right. So they fired majority of the campaign, single player campaign people for three four three. Because they don't need them. Three Halo Infinite was supposed to what they what they uh what did Jason try to say? They got rid of two thirds of the game or something like that where it was supposed to be an ongoing game that they kept putting campaign stuff in, and now they just basically wiped out the campaign. So, obviously, Halo's not going anywhere, Sarge, because it's not going to make or break the franchise, right? So, I don't think they're going to fold and go under Halo, that is. But do you think 343 is done? They're going to be a support studio, and when they bring, because it's going to happen, when Activision gets bought out by Microsoft, because it will happen, and they bring in uh, Treyarch or Sludgehammer, and then they make them make the next Halo game. And do you think 343 just helps them? And do you think they're going to take that Activision, one of the Activision studios to make Halo? Or do you think they keep Halo with 343 and kind of give it away, you know, and let them try to revive it for a second time? I, I never I never really understood the whole decorum when it comes to the inter-office politics of your employees at this level. If I gave a studio my brand name game, if I gave you it to, to, to work on and told you, this is our brand name game. I want, we need you to work on the next games. And you, and you failed three times in a row and you couldn't get it done. At that point, I have to remove you from the project. I have to put you in some kind of punishment role of doing some kind of, uh, mindless coding on something else. I have to do something. You can't. You can't shit on the brand that built the company, and expect that you're going to work on some special project, right? The fact that they lost the campaign, people are fired. Listen, as far as I can tell, over the over the last few years, I've been I've been watching businesses up and down because I'm following the markets now. Is that January is the firing month, right? After the holidays are over, and after everyone's had their their fruitcake and opened up their gifts. It's a 50-50 shot that you might go away because January is when they have to fire a bunch of people. So when they do the fourth quarter numbers, everything looks really good, right? And if I don't need the if I don't need a group of developers who make the campaign for Halo because the campaign is done, right? I don't need you anymore. Whether or not your contract work or you're part of the team, if you're if if you're dead weight. Then you go someplace else. If you're really good, they'll move you to a different division. Otherwise, right, that's right, right. that's standard business practice, right? I find it a little coincidental, right? And I'm only saying this because I'm looking at the numbers, not because I know any other information. I find it interesting that Microsoft is letting go 10,000 people. Meanwhile, the acquisition of Activision Blizzard is going to bring in roughly 9,800 people. Right. 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 So I, I find it just coincidental. Coincidence? I just, think not. Just coincidental. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's a tough game now. It's, it's, it's like a war of attrition with me and watching video games because you have to understand from my point of view, I have watched gaming from its birth. 
Okay. I have watched this kid grow. All right. And now the kid, all right, is a 20 something year old nightmare who can't be controlled, wants everything, and is not willing to work a normal job. Okay. And it's very hard to keep track of him. Right. He's all over the place. Hopefully, hopefully, with a little maturity and a little bit more respect for actual work ethic and money, that this industry will come back around. But what's going on right now hurts me because it's all about greed and money and it's not about the art anymore. Right. This is the part that's killing me. Right. I'm watching beautiful, beautiful IPs that we have grown up with that have made some of the best games yeah. on the planet be flushed down the toilet because it didn't fit the narrative for their online service platform. Right. Right. It's sad. Right. If a game's going to die, let it die gracefully or put a bullet in its head and just end it. But this using it, using it as a prop up to, to push I'm trying to sell this this uh, service. I'm gonna put up the let's put up Grandpa in the corner here. He looks good, right? We put him in a suit, put him up in the corner, and looks he looks professional, <laughs> right? Right? Let Halo die. If you don't care about it, and right. obviously you don't, then let it die, and let some other genius artistic right. company who wants to be noticed make a game. Yeah, it's just a corpse. It's just a corpse of Master Chief and the and the Halo franchise over there. Now there are there are. Uh, saying that some of Bethesda employees now I haven't read anything maybe something else came out chat do we know what part of Bethesda got let go and how many people from Bethesda got let go my theory is if if anyone from Starfield got let go it's probably the people that worked on stuff early on in the early on in the in the early on not the people that are finishing it out right i i don't think these layoffs are going to affect Starfield's launch in any way, whenever it launches, if it's early launch or if it's mid launch or if it's launched in November. I don't think that's why it's going to. Uh, Bethesda is the community side, I believe. Okay. So, yeah. So, I, I don't think it's going to get, I don't think it's going to hurt Starfield, especially, especially since Starfield is the new franchise of, of the face of Xbox right now, right? And, and that, and that's just it. I, I think that they, they know where that game is coming out. I don't think the Bethesda stuff, I mean, obviously maybe Jason Schreier will, will, will put something else out and we'll know more. But as of right now, I don't think we know anything about Bethesda and how it's getting impact as we do the campaign asset aspect of three, four, three for that. So we'll move on to the next story. Uh, Rockstar sends GIF to Red Dead online player with 6,000 hours of stadia. Now we did a story about this kid. Uh, a couple months ago, where he we found out that Stadia was going to get closed, which it closed yesterday, and he had six thousand hours of uh, on Red Dead Redemption Two, and he was pleading like, "Gotta let me move my stuff." And then Rockstar came out and said, "Yeah, we'll let you move your stuff to your chosen where platform." Once he did that, now before it closed, Rockstar sent him a whole big care package, and obviously this is just pros and pros all the way across for rockstar because this is just one big advertisement for them being cool that they let the kid move his stuff over cool that they gave him a whole bunch of gifted stuff 
So he says, uh, so Rockstar sent me a nice box full of stuff recently appreciated for 6K, uh, 6,000 hours I put into Red Dead Redemption on Stadia. And I'll be unboxing it on stream later to show. So he shows a whole bunch of, of, of gear that he got from Rockstar. So good for Rockstar. Those people are going to be making a crap ton of money shortly once uh, they announce Grand Theft Auto 6. Just announce Grand Theft Auto 6. They'll be like, cha-ching, cha-ching. It's, it's going to be uh, a wonderful sight for them. Uh Here's a funny story, Sarge. We always talk crap about Call of Duty, Activision, and stuff. So listen to the words I say here, okay? So on January 19th of 2022, Vanguard Season 2 was delayed from February 2nd to February 14th to fix issues and content, okay? Fast forward one year, Battlefield War- Warfare, number Modern Warfare 2, on January 18th, which is one day before last year's thing, Modern Warfare 2 Season 2 delayed from February 1st, which is one day before the last delay of last year, to February 15th, which is one day more than last year, to fix issues and add content. So so tell me you don't believe that there's set windows for these, these news points that they keep saying every time. Right. You think it's coincidental? It's always around the same time. You right. think that's just coincidence? Right. Do you does your delay of a game only happen in the middle of January all the time? No, it's because they have reevaluated. They're looking at where they stand and they know they can't hit the number. And so now they have to make the announcement because right. that's probably like halfway through the quarter or halfway through whatever, whatever uh, set thing they have on their calendar. And so that's when they have to decide yes or no. Right, right. Mark the day and time. See you next January. Next and year, we'll see, and we'll see yeah. if the same thing happens. Here, I'll, I'll, let me look. Let me look at the calendar real fast. Uh, I just want to look at the calendar. Let's see, uh, January of twenty twenty four. So this was on on, on February first and February second. So I'm gonna say, uh, February, February first next year, to mid February. Uh, the next Call of Duty, whatever that is, will be. Season two will be canceled or uh, delayed by a couple of weeks because of, of, of fixing. Man, is there one coming out next year? I thought they were skipping I don't, a year. I don't know. It's just a joke. Uh, uh, George. It, it, it just goes to show you that there's structure. There's structure oh, within the company. There's of structure course. within. Yeah. So if, if if they make announcements based off of whether or not they're going to delay a game or not, then they know when the game's done. It's all the same. It's all the same. Right, Kirby. So 2025. George says, uh, "Can we talk about that six thousand hours? Sure. What do you want? What do you What do you want to talk about? Six thousand hours is a lot. He probably five thousand nine hundred ninety hours of those times. He's probably looking for a deer when he was on the deer mission out out in the middle of the field trying to find something. Because that's listen. What he- if you're if you're gung ho about a game, like if you're diehard for a game, I understand completely why you'd have that many hours. But let's just remember, if I do six thousand hours and I divide it by how many how long Stadia was actually out." Okay, it's only been out two years, right? Three years? Is it three years? Right? Uh, four years. Four years for, right? for right? Red Dead. So figure out six thousand hours divided into three years. Okay, that's crazy. Okay, <laughs> Paul, figure yeah. it out, guys. What game was he playing? What is he doing? Is he is he handicapped? Does he not work? Is no, he, he's, he's got disability? He's, no. Like it seems that's a lot of game time, bro. He's a, he's six thousand hours he's is a lot. Kid. He's a kid. Great. Well, you gotta I remember. You gotta remember, one full year we were locked inside. You couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't do anything. I got it, buddy. Right. I got it. Yeah. I uh, got it. Six thousand hours under COVID. Not a big thing at yeah, all. Yeah. 
was Stadia even out for 6,000 hours? I don't know. I don't even think it was. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if you guys submitted your questions. We have a question section. Uh, it looks like one person submitted a question. I'll give you okay. guys... 8,736 hours in a year. Right. And he paid 6,000 hours over four years. Over four years, right. Well, actually, I'm no. Sorry, Stadia has only been out for three. That's right, three. So, so, so you have to divide that by uh, three. Yeah, so that's 25%. 25% of four years, basically, right. he, he played he played RDR2. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you guys, if you guys want to submit your questions, uh, go ahead and submit your questions uh, right now. You could be anything. It could be about the topics that we've talked about. It could ask just us. Uh, I mean, I probably, I probably did that in Skyrim. 6,000 hours? I don't think so, Sarge. You probably did max three, 3,000. Think how long you played Destiny for, right? Yeah, I mean, I should use the Destiny as the, as the I point. Played, I played Destiny 1 for 3,100 hours in yeah. three years. That's crazy. And I played That's Destiny crazy. 2 for 1,600 hours. Yeah, Destiny's a better example. That's crazy. 6,000 hours in Red Dead Redemption. He must know everything. He uh, no, I'm telling you, he just after one deer, he was like mission for deer, gotta hunt the deer, can't find the deer. It's gotta be here it's because, somewhere. It's because, it's because Rockstar was 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 like the punishment uh, developers. Anytime you you needed a deer, it would never spawn. Right. No matter what you needed, You're like yeah. try to find the legendary beaver. And you have to go to the beaver thing. Oh, the beaver! I, I I stopped playing because of that. You, I didn't tell you that, right? <laughs> I stopped playing because I couldn't find the legendary beaver. Yeah, it's just, it's. I just like, yeah, I'm done with this. I'm done. And then, and then you'd be riding your horse, and then all of a sudden, a cougar would come and attack you out of nowhere. Like, I love the game. Uh, it is, it's a great game. Uh, I did tell you I never finished it, right? I told you that, right? Yeah, you, I never you said you never, never finished it. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let me read chat here. I have ten thousand hours on Destiny for PlayStation Four, and almost four thousand on PlayStation Five, but. It's the life of the game. Right. 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 Meaning if you're so like we're stuck not, in orbit. So we're not, so not going to talk about you right now. We're, we're going to just say that's a lot of hours. That's a lot of hours. Hit Squad says I played Battlefield 4 for 1,700 hours. So it's definitely possible. Uh, Mantis says that's like 2,000 hours a year. Bro's daily cycle is a deer hunting. Eat, sleep, repeat. <laughs> that's, he's like, what are you going to do today? I got to I got to find the I legendary deer going out trying to find it. Sarge sent me a video of a guy who had so much money, he tried to break the game by by submitting and paying for to get to Tahiti, right? You know, cuz cuz he the the main guy wants to get to Tahiti. So he puts in money into the the lockbox or whatever, and he put in 27 was it million or billion? Billion. Billion. Million yeah, and and the, and what's the guy what's the guy's name? The lead guy, I forget what his name is in the in the game. Uh, 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 uh Morgan. Uh, Ar not, not not the guy you play. The 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 guy with the dark hat. Was with Arthur the Morgan, I think, is the guy. Arthur is the guy you play. Yeah. I'm talking about the guy that you're working oh, for. That runs that runs. Anyway, no matter he basically the kid basically proved that no matter how much money you put into that lockbox, right. he always says we need more money yeah. to get to Tahiti. Yeah. He's like. I just gave you, he even says in the video, I just gave you $20 million. We can go to Tahiti right now. Just load up the wagons and let's go. It's we like, just need we, more we money. just need more money. It's right. like, there's no help in this guy. Which, which basically is the staple for 2K Rockstar and all of the industry, right? Yeah. We just 
need more money. Right. Yeah, That's right. it. I think we should use. I think we should use that as a, a soundbite. I'll I'll have to get the soundbite. I think we need that as a soundbite. So, I thought, and by the way, he did break the game. Yeah, he did. He found. He found. He, he. It got to the point. Right. Right around twenty million and change. It got to the point where he couldn't donate money. So he had to kept scaling down the amount of money he was donating, and he got it down to the penny. And so there's a number on screen that's a specific number that you can't go past. And when he went past it, the game broke. It started doing all kinds of crazy <laughs> yeah. stuff. Like the game literally broke. It's kind of I, I always appreciate moments like that when when someone pushes the game to its utmost limit. Right. Well, and that's, then that's a game steps tester. across the line. We, and then, we, right. We, 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 all, we all do that every time a game comes out. Yeah. <laughs> His For name free. is Hutch. That's it. Hutch. Yeah. He's like, Hutch, uh, can we go to Tahiti now? No, like, no, not Hutch. Dutch. It's Dutch, it's not Hutch. Dutch. It's Dutch. Yeah. It's like, can we go to, can we go to Tahiti now? It's like if we just had more money, we would be fine. It's like, so like they, they never, they never, what, we, what the kid was saying is they never put it in the game that you could actually, you could actually win that way. Like I'm going to put enough money in this box and we're going to live happy ever after. Like that was never going to happen. George says that hunting pissed me off, pissed me off. <laughs> it's, it's just so, I, I it's hear, so infuriating. I can literally hear the anger coming through the text on the on the screen. George is it's, like, it, that, it's that, seriously infuriating. That, like, there, I pass, I, I see a river, I see 10,000 beavers all day long. The minute I need to find a beaver, find it. they don't spawn on purpose. Yeah. It's done on purpose. It's it, you know what? I, and I, and I didn't, I didn't get mad at first because that's Rockstar's mo. Because in every Grand the Theft car, Auto the game, yep. right? If I needed the Lamborghini on the list, yep. the Lamborghini just wouldn't spawn. Yep. Just, just doesn't want. Meanwhile, you drive a Lamborghini and normally, and you see guineas all day long. But yep. as soon as you need it for the yep. list, doesn't spawn. Yep. It's an ongoing gag for them. So yep. I knew, I knew it was coming, and they're like. Hunt the legendary beaver. And I was like, you fuckers. I already know. I already know I'm not going to find this beaver. All right, let me go. To I, I even went to the spot on the map that said Beaver Creek, like the, <laughs> where, where the beavers live. Yeah. It's on the map. It still wasn't there. All right, we're going to go to the question, the Q&A section of the show here. First question is Krebsy Gaming says, what will it take you, uh, what will it take for you to say that the Activision Blizzard deal isn't going through? Nothing. It's going through. Yeah, I I, I don't have anything. Like, uh, uh, here's my you, question. You can tell me how that much Bobby. Money, how, much, how much money are you willing to, willing to lose, Krebsy? Right. Is my question right. to you. I, you could tell me that Bobby Kodak is like murdering babies, and that 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 deal's still going through. Like it's still going through. Listen, the only reason, look, anytime, anytime companies do this, right? Remember, anybody can find anything wrong with a company. Sure. At, at any time. As long as I get some people to co co collaborate, I can find reasons to stop anything from happening in a company, right? We've seen it happen. We've watched the Me Too movement. We've watched the COVID movements. We've watched all this other stuff that's happening. If a company wants something done or not done, we see the lawyers get involved right away. The whole reason why that they're, they're putting these roadblocks in the way, okay, is basically to give the other companies around time to figure out what they're going to do and get some things in place so when that deal does go through that that microsoft doesn't run amok with their so-called monopoly right that they think they, that they have right yeah the, the unions can come through the the eu can show what they want they're all gonna they're all gonna bitch and moan but at the end of the day do you think that they obviously the deal is not going through yet but do you think microsoft would make a deal with nintendo for 10 years with call of duty if they didn't think they were getting the deal through, 
Do you think that Microsoft would get, coincidentally, by the way, they would get rid of 10,000 people so they can make room for 9,800 people, right? Do you, do, you, do you think they wouldn't go through, since they, they knew this deal was going to happen, do you think that World of Warcraft now actually has actual support for controller support from Xbox? Okay, obviously it's also for PlayStation, but you could also do the Xbox controller now for World of Warcraft. Do you think they would actually have all these things happening if it wasn't going to go through? I don't know. I just feel that hold your britches because as soon as this deal goes through next year, they're going to buy some more people up as well because Unicron has to eat. He just keeps eating plants at June. And, he, and he just keeps moving up. And by the end of the fiscal year, June. So June is supposed to be when it happens. Let's see. Uh, George, real quick. 30 became uh, quiet out of nowhere. Oh, am I quiet? I don't know what to tell you. Uh, let's see. Krebsy Gaming, yeah, volume dipped hard. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you guys. Maybe it's. Uh, hold on one second. Is I don't know if that's better for you. I I didn't touch anything. There's no game thing on. There's there's nothing like that. So if it's still soft, let me uh, let me know. It looks like it's uh, it's soft. Hold on. Let me see. Something happened. Let me go to the next question for you, Sarge. Um, is that better, guys? I think that I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, so the next question is from Water Bear on Mars. He says, "How many hours do you plan on spending in Hogwarts and Transformers combined?" Hmm. That's tough. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, Hogwarts. I'm gonna put about two hundred hours in. And Transformers, I'll put about about twelve hundred hours in. And by but by the end of the year, by what way? When is it coming out? I don't know. It all depends how good it is. I could see, I could see at least if it's if it the game loop is good, Transformers. I could see at least five hundred hours. <clears throat> Transformers five hundred, easy five hundred, easy five hundred, easy five hundred. Yeah, I mean, I'm off two days a week. Right, <laughs> pump in eight, eight hours. A day, I'm right, I'm right. I'm, I'm off eight hours it, a week. Yeah, yeah. Every, every just, month, just, just do the math. Yeah, every every <laughs> month. That's if you did if you did twenty hours a week, that's forty hours. It's eighty hours a month. Eighty hours a month. Yeah, you're you're good. Stealth, you didn't you didn't you, you weren't part of the you weren't part of the Kickstarter thing when that thing started out, man. It's a I think it's a three hundred dollar or four hundred dollar item. It's really it's really impressive. Right. The, the the thing I like the thing I like most about Transformers is some crazy engineer had to figure a way to make the robot turn into a giant planet, and it has everything on it, all yeah. the little spokes and everything, the and the claw piece for where he eats the planets on the front, and it actually opens and closes. I think it was like three hundred or four hundred dollars. All right. Next. I mean, you could you could probably find it aftermarket stuff. Somebody's probably selling it. Next question. Yeah. Next question comes from Paul's Gaming Live. He says, uh, "You could choose only one game to play this year. What would it be and why?" What this I, game? I, I, no, if you could choose any game, one game this year that's coming out to play. Yeah, you can't. Well, here's the thing: you can't say Transformers. I don't, I don't, know, what, I don't know what I don't know what game's coming out. Yeah, you, you can't say Transformers because we don't know if it's coming out. There's You're no talking about like. Are you talking about my dream game? Well, it, it's got to be coming out this year. What game this year, Sarge, is coming out? I don't, I don't know what's coming out. 
and why would are, you are, are, we, are we going are we going by are we going by the mythological right. by, mythological by, dates <laughs> are we going by, are we going by the mythological by, dates by transformers is active okay okay yeah, yeah okay and it's coming out this year it's coming out on december uh 30th i don't know whatever <laughs> if it, it, well technically if, it would be next year then no because right. let okay it's coming out april april 1st it's coming out april 1st sorry transformers april, april 1st eight transformers uh, comes out yeah, i would probably reactivate it's coming out april 1st um I don't know. Hogwarts seems like it's, it'd be a good game. Uh man, th this is the <sighs> this 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 year's got a lot of games. I'm afraid. I'm afraid that I'm, I'm I'm afraid that Transformers is going to end up being like a a bad version of Division instead of being like a really good version. Mm. Uh, <sighs> I'm going fantasy. Like I, it's going to be the best game ever, and. It's it's gonna be my dream game, and I'm gonna be not disappointed I, I, in any way, shape, I, or form. I, if Hogwarts is good as it looks and actually plays, if it plays well controller wise, I'd play Hogwarts this year. I I okay, look, Hogwarts. We said this last week. Hogwarts is coming out this year. Jedi Survivors coming out this year. Jedi Survivors. Jedi Survivors is just a one and done. Transformers. Uh, trans. Yeah, but if you only could pick one game to play, right? For the rest of the year. Yeah, for the rest of the year. Yeah. You, All right. Well, you could, you could play the, the, a mythological Transformer game that we don't know. Right. Right. Or the Hogwarts game that's coming out in three weeks. There's Avatar. Avatar is coming out. You're out. You got. You're out. You got. Uh, you got RoboCop coming out. You're out. You're out. You got Starship Troopers coming out. You're out. You got. Uh, I want to play the game for the rest of the year, bro. I can only the rules state I can only play one game. One game for the rest of the year. Right. right. Well, play Hogwarts. what about if Transformers comes out December 30th? I only have to play it for two days. <laughs> right for the rest of the year. That, that that's the rules, right? I don't know. No, I would pick. If Transformers had a hard date, I would pick Transformers, hands down. If Transformers is not in the in the equation, I would probably pick Hogwarts Legacy because I, I feel Hogwarts, you could probably walk around aimlessly in, in the world for 200 hours easily, right? You could just be like, yeah, I'm just going to go over here and see what this is. Like, easy, easy. Just walk all around. I hear, all I hear from the mere mention of the word RoboCop video game is there's going to be trouble. That's <laughs> all I can hear because no shot. Diablo, Diablo. Look, lawyers, lawyers. I like Diablo, but I also have a bad spot for Diablo. Like for I'm, I'm playing Diablo three right now, slowly but surely. Okay, but where are you playing it on? I'm playing on Xbox. On what Xbox? The, the Xbox, Xbox Series X. Under what? What do you mean under what? Under so what? You put the disc in, no, I, and I it works. It I bought it digitally. You bought it again. I bought it for the first time. I've never played it. Oh, you never had it. Yeah, I bought it for the first time for twenty oh, bucks. Oh, you never had it. Yeah, I never had it. Got it. I never played ba uh, Diablo three. The last one I got owned, it. I think, it was Diablo two, which is on the three sixty, right? I got it. So I thought you had. It. No, so I would I would play if one game all year. Hogwarts would probably be a game, but if I had if I knew Transformers was coming out. Hands down, Transformers. Why? Because I love Transformers. I if it is Destiny, but Transformers, sign me up, right? Sign me up because if I could put four thousand hours into a game I didn't really like, uh, I, I like Transformers. So that that that's what it would be. Speaking of which, are we playing Division tonight? Because I'm you're cutting into my Division time right now. Well, actually, your your computer cut into our our podcast time because it died twice. But hey, yeah, but I, I can't I can't I can't help that. Well, I can't help it either. So we're going going to the. <laughs> Fourth question. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Krebsy says, "Who takes over Halo exclusive, uh, excluding the uh, Activision Blizzard studio?" 
Is the studio the person who left uh, 343 taking over? You're talking about Joseph Staten? No, he's done. He, no. quit. he quit before it even got fired. He's like, no, I'm out. They told me. He got, he got insider information. He's like, I'm quitting, and I'm moving to a different section. Oh, and by the way, uh, everyone's fired. Right, I don't. I don't know who's gonna take it over. Um, you mean you wait? Is the is the question who's taking over Halo after three four three dissolves? Yeah, he says who takes over Halo, excluding any Activision Blizzard studio. Uh, is oh. the studio that the person who left three four three taking over? I don't. I don't think anyone will. Honestly, I think they're having a support staff to keep Infinite going for a little while. Maybe, maybe after the. Uh, Maybe after the, um, oh my god, I can't even speak. Uh, once the once the they join, I think maybe one of the other studios from Activision probably will help them out and work on a Halo game. Maybe, but I I really don't think they're gonna, honestly. I, says, as far uh, I was gonna say, Joe, he says Joe went to another Xbox studio. Uh, is that studio Joe is going to go uh, to going to become the Halo main team? No, I don't think so. He he went to publishing. He didn't he didn't go to directing. Jo- Joseph Staten went to I, we didn't do the the story. Um but you say Joseph Staten and I and I keep hearing Jason Statham St- like Staten, Staten. Yeah, no, I know, but I keep hearing the the actor. Yeah. He he's leaving the industry and returning to Xbox publishing. He's not yeah. going to another studio. He's out, he's he's out that he, he's out that bad. He's out. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't have an answer for that one. Um, I don't. I, it's definitely not him. If if they care at all about Halo, three four three gets removed from them completely, and another studio takes their place, and they do something else. Yeah, I'm honestly, not, I'm not sure what studio would take over though. It would have to be one of the ones from Activision Blizzard. Well, no, I would but think. He said other than. Oh, they, I, oh, I'm stipulated by neither. Oh, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. I don't see anybody else. Yeah, because I think everybody else is already spoken for and if you just give it to another company they're just going to be another 343 like they don't have the experience for it uh krebsy has the next question he says do you think hogwarts is amazing more articles will be written for it than they already got written for, or they, they they got written for elden ring oh for sure for sure um from uh, the, i think right now krebsy i think there's more articles written for hogwarts legacy because of the drama of jk rawlings and the transgender thing and the boycotting and and all that stuff uh, I think for sure, though, if the game comes out and it's hitting on all cylinders and it's like game of the year contender and all that stuff, 100% it'll it'll surpass because articles written, you got to think about every time uh, someone finds something in the world or shows something in the school or they go, oh, my God, it's exactly like the movie. They're going to make articles all day long of this stuff. So I 100% I think it'll it'll cover. What do you think, Sarge? Oh, I think once the podcasters who actually are Harry Potter fans come out of the woodwork, it'll be twenty four seven free publicity, right? I, I think that bare minimum. I, I don't think this company has to spend that much money on advertisement at all. I think the the fan base who's waiting for the game to come out as soon as they get their hands on it, will going to promote the hell out of it. Right. Yeah. I, think I don't. I don't. I think there's going to be more articles written. Um, yeah. Last question. Waterbear says, I'm installing Monster Hunter Rise on Game Pass PC. Does it release at 12 a.m. tonight? Yes, it releases in an hour and a half. Uh, uh, so you can. So water, so water will be 12 levels ahead of everybody. That's right. Just like every other game he plays. <laughs> so that is it 
let's see. Let me go back to chat here. Bulls for Life says, uh, yeah, I know the, it, it, it's big with becoming more affordable. I mean, I'm not familiar with this uh, the cost, but I know I can be super expensive. What, what was that for, uh, a Bull? Uh, Stealth says RoboCop. Transformers for me, man. I love Transformers, yeah. Krabby says, just went to another Xbox studio. No, he went to a publishing thing. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not in the dev team. Uh, two years in 343 uh, age Joe by 10 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he's he's done. Uh, Harry Potter is the most popular franchise worldwide ahead of, uh, of Spooderman. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, hands down, like I said, the Hogwarts Legacy is going to have some good press, bad press. It, all, all the articles for all the things. It's going to be there. Uh, all right. Episode 340 is in the can. We do appreciate you uh, coming out and hanging out with us and watching or listening wherever you are. You can listen to us uh, when I'm slowly updating uh, throughout this month. I'm uploading uh, two a week. It's going to take a bit, um, but I'm uploading all the past broadcasts. I missed everything from August to audio format. So I'm working on that slowly. I'm only one guy that's doing everything. So all the audio podcasts will be up to date by the, hopefully by like mid-February. Um, so you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. That'll be updated as well within the next couple of weeks. Uh, thanks for watching. If you'd like to help us out in any way, shape, or form, hit that like button. It's absolutely free. It takes one second to do, and it also pushes the, the, the channel to other people. Uh, you can also hit the subscribe button. It's absolutely free. And if you'd like to go above and beyond that, you can spend $5 for membership. The membership, uh, what it does, you get these perks with, with stickers and, and or, uh, the emotes or whatnot. You can also link your account to our Discord. Uh, and in the future, we're going to have like uh, member streams and whatnot. Uh, maybe we'll do – maybe me and Sard will do a, uh, an extra like little segment for just members uh, part of the thing. So I'll, I'll try to give you more value. So I appreciate you very much for hanging out with us. We go live Monday through Thursday in the mornings for the Daily Grind. We do uploads. We do Let's Plays, and we do this podcast. There's like 10 things, 11 things a week here. Uh, so appreciate it very much. You guys have a wonderful night. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace. Game on, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.